Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to your show. That's right, your show. It is your show. It is the Smack Attack. It's the show of the people, by the people, for the people. Always, as always, with your boy, Johnny E, the Sinister Minister, JDE. And we're here chopping it up with the boys from the PWC, um, having a good old time talking about that. And of course, as always, the man who's always on time, or at least tells us no if he can't make it, um, is the man who never has any bullshit for us, Mr. Chris. Chris, how are you today, sir? I'm great, man. I'm great. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Face slap. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Yeah, I'm Chris Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. Uh, don't worry, everybody. If you ever forget how to spell my last name, I'll just remind you at the beginning of every fucking show I do. All right. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be talking about a fucking fire episode of uh, of SmackDown and just talk about in general stuff going on in wrestling, man. It's a it's a good fucking month for pro wrestling, is it not? I, I agree. You know, I mean, we have this is I mean, I would say this is the start of the new era of wrestling. You know, we have the start of the new era of Mortal Kombat. We have the start of the new era of uh, wrestling. So. Uh, you know, I think there's very apropos things in that aspect of it. Uh, both, which I think have started well. I may have sat down and on YouTube watched four hours worth of the story of Mortal Kombat 1. And uh, because I don't feel like playing it, but I want to see the story. Is, and I really enjoyed the story. It was great. And the visuals are great on it. So uh, I'm looking forward to the direction they're going with the new Mortal Kombat. And then, you know, we'll get into last night and how that is. But Chris, I mean... We had Monday, you know, was the rumor. Tuesday was the, the actual, hey, we now have TKO. We no longer have WWE. We no longer have UFC. They're now a joint uh, venture called TKO. Um, were you surprised at how fast this merger seemed to kind of happen? Because let's be honest, uh, for most business purposes, this was pretty fast. Uh, yeah, it was quick, uh, but I think that that's, that's indicative of a few things. First of all, both parties wanted the merger to happen. And secondly, the WWE like was, I mean, while it's technically a publicly traded company, um, it was still owned mostly by one family. So, you know, uh, it's easier to, it's easier to push through in situations like that. It's easier to make the merger happen. And, um, yeah, that's that's basically why I think that it went quickly was just everybody wanted it and everybody was working towards it. They and I mean, this is sort of a WWE thing, right? As soon as like once they have a deal, they have a deal and they're going to move forward with that deal. And that's going to be what the you know, what they do. It's part of the reason why WWE has the um, the cachet that it does with advertisers and with networks and you know those kinds of things because when they say hey okay we've got a deal they're going to go 100% in that deal if we if we just signed up to be on the USA network we're going to we're going to tell people 17 times on every show that we have that we're on the USA network and we're going to talk about the USA network and at some point here we're going to you know what i mean like yeah, that's how the WWE machine works. And I think that that's pretty indicative of how this sale went too. Was that you know they knew what they wanted to do and they just fucking got there. And that's that's WWE business practices. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, and look who it is swinging in here. You know, uh, 
just as in time as he is, and Todd Brantley. I'm talking about Todd Brantley making oh. an appearance just the way he is. <laughs> 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 but ladies and gentlemen, our boy Jimmy T has made it as well. Uh, keeping the gimmick alive uh, as always. Uh, Jimmy, good to see you, my friend. How are you this morning? Or I'm this, good. Or, I'm, this, or I'm... this late night for you? Yeah, it's the it's the AM for me also, which is odd because this is the only show where, or actually, and the after the collision, we sift through. Come on, boys! The, the wreckage tomorrow <laughs> at ten o'clock. That's this, right. This, this, this time tomorrow. This time. This tomorrow. time tomorrow. Right, exactly. That's the only times where we're all in the AM at the same time. So, yeah, it is. It is. It is. What time is it? One o four AM on a <laughs> Sunday morning. So yeah, man, I was just rearranging my area. And that's why I was kind of a little bit late, and I'm trying to fix everything, and everything's just a mess around me. But anyway, oh, there's a bright light. But I'm cool, man. And what a smackdown. That's the most important thing. Not that yeah. bright. Thing. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get, you know we got to do our customary bullshit before we get to smackdown. So, no uh, But we were talking about the merger, Jimmy, and uh, you know how you know Monday was the last day of Vince McMahon you know, kind of being in control, and then Tuesday we have the merger being complete. Uh, with now, we no longer have technically WWE, we have TKO. Uh, yep. No more UFC, no more WWE per se. We have TKO as, an, as a giant company. And I was asking Chris, and, and I guess I asked you as well, do you feel like this was pretty fast for a merger of this of this magnitude? Um, not really, because we all knew that this was going to happen at the end of September. Like, that was telling us all along. The end of September is when the merge will go ahead. So, no, I'm not surprised, but I'm kind of sad in a way. Because even though WWE feels the same as it always does, right? There's nothing different about it, especially after watching SmackDown. I just feel it didn't need to be sold, first of all. And it was done out of pettiness. You know what I'm saying? Just all because Vince wanted to have control of the company still. And that's the only thing that bothers me. So, But other than that, I think it is a good move, though, for the future... Hopefully things work out. I just hope the debt of UFC doesn't affect WWE. That's that's you know, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's the one thing people are not. Um, I don't know if a lot of people are aware, but that was the question They're I had not. going in. Is that okay? Both these companies are large. They probably both have debt. What's their debt look like, and how is that going to affect? this company going forward. And as we see, I don't know if you guys, Jimmy, I think you, you, you pointed this out, but if the UFC has a vast amount of debt right now, that's due at the end of this year, I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's due at the end of the year and it's over 3 billion, dude. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. You know so and, Yeah. And that, and I guess that's the question is Chris with UFC bringing in that much debt. Um, how does this, and you just formed this company. How do you think they're, they they go about tackling this thing? Because let's be honest, I don't have three billion dollars. Three billion dollars is a lot of money, no matter what people say. How do how do they go about doing this? If especially if this is effective, because this doesn't go away, right? Like just because UFC and WWE have merged, that debt does not go away. It's still there, and it's now part of a bigger entity. How do they? How do you think they handle this, Chris? Oh well, it is part of the bigger entity now, and uh, basically what's happened is that they. They're not going to pay off three billion dollars. That's not going to happen. No, nobody in that company is going to write a check for three billion dollars, and then you know the bank that they owe is going to take it. What they're going to do is they're going to basically <clears throat> refinance on their debt. They're probably going to take on more debt moving forward. But because they now have a company that is worth 
$21 billion or so, um, the bank is going to be accepting of that. Uh, they're going to move forward basically just the same way that these large companies always do with their debt, which is, yes, we have debt, but we also have assets. We also have credit. We also have, you know, the number of things that these large, large companies wind up having. Um, and it might be a situation where eventually they go broke, but I think that the UFC and the WWE would have to simultaneously um, not be profitable at all anymore. And I don't think that we're looking at a situation where that's going to happen. So it's just business. You know, people talk about, oh, they, they owe $3 billion. It's, it's a, you know, look at how much money they owe. And it's, it's one third of their company. Okay, well, the, Un the United States of America owes more than their GDP. Like yeah. many, many, know, many times more though. than their GDP. It's not different. It's not different for banking purposes, Jimmy. It's the exact no, 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 same no. thing. I know. You're right. If you have a big I... enough entity, you can just keep doubling down on what you owe. Yeah. But 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 all, most. I mean, our countries are in debt too. I'm saying Canada and Australia, right? So yeah. I mean, most countries in the world are practically in debt. But I just hope it doesn't affect the WWE side of things. I couldn't care less what goes on with the UFC side, just as long as it doesn't affect. The WB side, and I'm a fan of USC just quietly, but just as long as it doesn't affect, because the only problem I've got here, man, they're going to try to do super shows also, apparently, right? Where they're going to have UFC, WWE, Raw, SmackDown, all on the same weekend, I assume in the same building, right? And somehow there's going to be some super show. They're going to be careful because, again, you don't want to alienate your fan base. Sure, from the outside looking in, they're similar, right? One is a work, one is not, but technically, if professional wrestling was legit, that's what UFC is or MMA in general, right? So that's what it would look like. And I just don't want the fans to get alienated per se. And Charles Sonnen brought up a, a good point too. He thinks the fact that UFC is uh, worth more than WWE, he thinks there's something fishy about that. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, and, well, well, let's, let's, let's talk this first. Let, let's go this route first, Jimmy, with the Super Shows. This is an opportunity... The reason probably this why this happened too, Vince McMahon had an opportunity way back in the day to buy UFC. He did. A long time ago. Shane actually pushed for it. Um, he didn't do it. This might be a way for Vince McMahon to be involved. Is he frozen, Jimmy? Oh, I thought I was frozen. <laughs> no shit. I guess he is. Well, while John comes back, I don't know what he was yeah. going to say, but Chris... Let's continue on for the time being. Well, I mean, I think he's telling the story about how the the UFC was very nearly, you know, bought up by the McMahons. I think that it was oh, a Shane McMahon-led idea it to was. buy the company. Um, and yeah. Vince just didn't think that it was worth it. At a time where you could have bought the UFC for a couple million dollars, I think that that's what Zufa wound up buying it for. It was very, very undervalued yeah. at the time. Yep. And I mean, speaking as somebody who's been watching UFC since UFC 3, I want to say, my dad and I ordered the pay-per-view. We, we, were, we were a boxing family my whole life. My, grand, mm. my grandpa's on both sides boxed. My dad boxed when he was little. I boxed. Um, so when the UFC came out, it was something that we, we wanted to start watching, and we did, and we fell in love with it right away. So, I mean, I remember when Zufa first came in, and, uh, you know, everything just got very, very streamlined, and it looked mm. way better. Like, everything way looked better. professional when they came in. And, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's a situation where I think that there's probably some some non-buyer's remorse there from WWE because that's $11 billion worth of mm-hmm. a company that you could have had right now. But I have no reason to suspect that the McMahons would have run it that way. Yeah, I was going to say that to you, to the Chris. point where they, right. where they, you know, where they're worth what they are right now. Because mm-hmm. the UFC, a lot of their value is just in being live sports. Like, that's right. something that the WWE can kind of tack on to right we, we right, know right. that they get seen kind of that way by by uh you know by networks and things like that but not exactly the same and the ufc is a live sport where you can have another card basically every weekend if you want it and i know you said that you you know you don't really care for the idea of super shows i gotta be honest that might make me travel like if really? I if I know that there's a really good uh, WWE pay per view coming up, and there's going to be a UFC card that's going to be good, if they can get them together, right? Like if we can get a Royal Rumble on the same weekend as a you know a big UFC card where there's a couple title fights, I might be willing to buy a fucking ticket to Vegas or Florida or or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually- for the fans that, like, for us, that works out to be great, obviously, because we like MMA and professional wrestling. But I wonder how the strictly, you know, one-sided MMA fans would feel about this. I think, I've seen even on forums, they're bitching about this merger, bro. Or oh, boys, shall I say. Which is kind of funny, because they think that that be, and they're all bitching about how Vince McMahon has got more power than Dana White right now in UFC. Because people got to remember, it's not UFC... And WWE per se merging, right? Which it is, but it's not really all that. It's Endeavor and WWE together into, you know, UFC. They've got more control over UFC, the WWE people, than anyone in UFC. There's not one UFC person on the board of Endeavor, that is. You know, but I mean, I think too, Jimmy, we gotta we gotta remember that this is a these are two live event companies that are coming together. The reason why, and I mean, and Chris, I agree with you, it's a live sports event, but where UFC took off, and Dana White has said so as so much, is the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, that that's, was huge. That, that was saved that was the UFC. Not only, not only did the show save UFC, but the fact that the card that they had that night was fucking awesome. I right. mean, it, it, it does make you almost question the legitimacy of, of UFC, to be honest with you, because... Mm-hmm. They had everything riding on that show. And I mean I mean everything was riding on that show going off That's without true. a hitch. And not only did it go off without a hitch, but the main event, which was the culmination of the show, was to that point probably the best mixed martial arts fight anyone had ever seen with uh Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner. So um yeah, I mean they they definitely hit the nail on the head at the right moment. And they got big at the right time. I wonder if, you know, I really wonder if this company coming together this way isn't going to create an opportunity for the Ultimate Fighter to be on a bigger stage again. Because the Ultimate Mm. Fighter has sort of gotten progressively like on smaller and smaller stations. And it's become less and less popular as time has gone on, right? Like, who Mm. won the last Ultimate Fighter? Can either of you tell me? Mm-hmm. No, do you know? I don't know. I don't know and I follow <laughs> well. UFC. Like I actually love the UFC <laughs> right, still, right, right. and I can't tell you who won the last fucking version of the Ultimate Fighter. So, if they could get a situation where 
being in cahoots with the WWE, they could get the show on the USA Network, or they could have conversations about getting it on a, a decent time, you know, in Fox. And if they could, you know, uh, have more like inter, you know, interplay between them, where on the WWE we're getting commercials for, oh, you know, this week on the Ultimate Fighter, this happened, and blah blah blah. Oh, or that will happen. Got, that will happen. Or you've got situations where you know Ultimate Fighter contestants are there in the crowd watching SmackDown and we show them, right? And then we get a quick 30 second mm -hmm. clip of something that they did last week on the Ultimate Fighter. There's lots of different ways that you can go where these two companies can have a lot of synergy. And I mean a lot of synergy. Actually, and they can make it they can make it like really, really good if they mm -hmm. do it properly. But it's gonna take can some I, some foresight. Can I just say something quickly, John, because Chris just brought no, up a great no, point. No, 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 I know just be, before you spoke, because you reminded me of something, Chris. As a matter of fact, I don't know if people remember, and I'm sure you probably do, Chris. But when the Ultimate Fighter started, believe it or not, did you know that uh and this is a true story, you can look this up. They had to get permission from Vince McMahon to put it right after Raw because Raw was the leading show to uh, the Ultimate Fighter from the very first season. If he didn't give it the okay, it would have been interesting what would have happened in the future. So he gave it its blessing and people don't realize Vince McMahon has a lot to do with the success of the Ultimate Fighter, believe it or not. Ooh, uh, highlight Todd Brantley's latest comment there. That's... Uh, mm. Ooh. <laughs> That's oh. that's stiff. That's stiff. Yeah. You should have the ultimate fighter on USA and go head to head with AEW Dynamite. I mean, that's like kicking a dog while it's down right now, right? Boys? Right now, <laughs> right yeah. now, it's uh, like yeah. I said, Hopefully that would be stiff. That yeah, would be and, stiff. And, and I mean, and we'll get into the news on that in a second. But I think I think the thing that we have to remember and is important is, is that you know this now. It, I mean, in a way, think about it. Have we ever had? two live event companies come together like this to form almost a super company per se, Never. where we have these opportunities to have this multi-level event where, Hey, you could have, you know, they just announced Royal Rumble is going to be in Tampa. What if UFC goes, well, fuck, we're going to have UFC 347 and we're going to have Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar on the card, you know, oh, I mean, shit. think about this now. You can literally do yeah. this and have us. I mean, not that we, not they're both. Oh, I didn't the UFC side, man. No, but I'm just that. saying in general, like you, you, whatever, whatever big match you want to put on, you could build a super card of UFC fights of George St. Pierre versus, you know, Kale Sonnen or whatever. You could now have this kind of thing and think about the money and the lead in. And sure, you may get some crossover. You're probably going to get more crossover you will. with, you will get with crossover. WWE going to UFC than, than the other way around, per se. But think about the amount of money that now you're pulling in for your live events that you're going to have for those things. Because now you're renting one stadium and you're, you're changing things out. You're making things happen. And, and then think about the production aspect that WWE and UFC can bring to each other. Because both, let's be honest, in their respective industries, they're both really, really good at the production side of things for their WWE is way ahead, though, of UFC in production. But, but when it's, I don't know about that, Jimmy. Uh, I really don't either, but let's let's but when you when you look at UFC event and you look at like a Bellator or some of these other ones, UFC oh, is you know way above. Same Bellator's, thing with yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying, Jimmy. These these are the top 
companies in their industry as far as live production goes, and they're going to help each other in the long run. Well, I mean, they're not going to keep two production crews. They don't want that, supposedly. Well, so. and, I mean, yeah, I mean, because it's redundant, per se. But you right. also, but that means you also have to have guys who are in UFC who understand how to shoot wrestling. You know, and I will say this, last night, there were some shots production-wise that I was watching the show last night that were really good shots that was interesting that I was like... I like like that we haven't seen shots before of like like when the rock was coming out they were behind the shoulder of someone who was filming at the time showing the rock in the background uh, you know like there were some really I didn't see that like that oh yeah no they were I saw some... the person I saw the person with the camera go behind him well no, yeah but that and that was probably the rock's guy doing that but I'm talking about okay. when he was coming out there were some very interesting shots of like the camera is behind someone who's in the stands filming the rock okay, and then yeah. they show the rock in the background of that a very interesting shot process just some of the angles and the things they took we're already seeing some things which supposedly this means that uh from what i understand this week as well triple h has full creative control of wwe from what i saw there were some stories saying that whether that's true or not i don't know but from my understanding is that triple h has full creative control of wwe and so uh do one, do you think that's a real thing? You know, now that this merger has happened, uh, two, how do you feel that's going to if they, do you feel like it's going to change anything as we go forward, Jimmy? What do you think? Okay, I was going to say, is that to me or yeah, well, it's going to be you first, and then Chris. Okay, um, first of all, there will be changes, I, there's no doubt about it. I'm sure they will implement all sorts of uh production, you know, advice from either the UFC end or and WWE end. Um, and as far as uh, what was the second part of the question again? Exactly. So I, I remember. So, to so Triple H has full, oh, yeah, supposedly yeah, full creative control. No, no, and, I remember now. I remember now. Uh, that's what I wanted to get at because I forgot what I wanted to say. Vince McMahon apparently does still have creative control, but only for certain guys. Like for example, apparently The Rock is all him. Um, Roman Reigns is all, and the Bloodline stuff apparently is still all Vince, and um, even the Cody stuff is apparently Vince. And then the rest is all Triple H. That's according to the who? reports. Where did you read that? Uh, Brendan Thurston from is it WrestleNomics, whatever the hell, he was saying that. So that's mm. what he thinks, and not just him. There was a couple of others, even Sap was saying stuff like that. Now I don't know how true that is. I mean, it does make sense if if that is the case, because Vince has always been that's Roman's my guy. That's how I want it. Like I want to control Roman, and I can see that. You know what I mean? But um, I can believe that, man, in my opinion. I think he does have a little bit of control. But at the end of the day, if he wants control, all he has to do is say, I'm doing this shit. And he can because he still has the ultimate power in WWE. This is why I love Tom Brantley. Nia Jax is also <laughs> apparently a Vince thing, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's true. I mean, as if we didn't think that was a Vince thing. You right, know, exactly. Anyway. 100%. Um, you know, but uh, Chris, what do you think? Triple H... Full creative control, and do we see changes? Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to see some changes. There's going to be some things that they're going to bring over. Like you said, they don't really want two production teams. They don't really want to have two completely, you know, completely different production production teams. They want to try to streamline the companies, and I think that they can both learn something from each other. I think that the I think that the UFC honestly does pro wrestling better than pro wrestling for the most mm -hmm. part. Like that's that's why the, the UFC has been successful. Um, 
And I think that they'll probably learn some things from each other and be able to bring some things out. Not everything's going to be 100%. Not everything is going to fit like a, like a puzzle piece. They may try to do more, um, you know, like pre-match hype type things, and it might fall flat, and they might have to rethink it and do something different. They're going to be trying different things, to, though, to try to um, take value from each other moving forward here. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great in terms of that. Now... As far as Triple H being in charge, I think Endeavor has a very, very long history of saying, okay, we're going to own this thing, and you, person who's really good at the job, you're going to do the job, and you're going you're gonna to run the fucking thing. Just tell us what the fucking final numbers are. And if we have a, an idea, we might pitch it to you, but we're not going to force it on you either. Um, you know, Dana White isn't a part of the board or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. He's still in charge of the UFC. Like he is 100% still the person who is in charge of the UFC. UFC fighters have a problem, they go to Dana. If they go to anybody else above him, if they called somebody on the board, they'd probably get released. Dana White is in charge of the UFC. And I can see a similar situation uh, happening with Triple H. I hope that's what happens moving forward. And I hope that the people on the board can rein in Vince McMahon's worst instincts and say, Vince, that's not how we do it here. That's not how this company runs. We're going to be in charge. And if we need to make a change somewhere, we will. But for the most part, we're going to find a guy who's really good at being in charge of the company. And that guy's going to be in charge of the company. That's what I'm hoping because I mm -hmm. think wrestling is better with Triple H than with Vince McMahon. 100%. But the only issue, though, with that, Chris, is that Nick Khan is the president of WWE and Triple H is only creative. So I don't know who the rest is go to for, for problems. Uh, uh, again, I, I imagine that it's a lot like the UFC, right? The, right, right, exactly. Dana White doesn't own the UFC. No, Dana right. White isn't actually signing anybody's fucking checks. But no, if no, you don't talk to Dana you know with something with you with you with the ufc you're just talking in circles because nobody's going to be able to make the decision because dane has been given carte blanche to actually make whatever fucking decisions he needs to i'm hoping a similar situation as that happens with triple h but i can see that being a little bit of a power struggle even now even at 178 or however old vince mcmahon is it's going to be hard for people to rein him in but i do think that that's going to be the intention of that company is going to be to tell Vince, hey, Vince, hands off. Right. You know, who is obviously the guy views himself as uh, Walt Disney, hence his new look with the uh, mustache and the slick hair. And, the and, 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 we, and we had reports, too, that uh, when the merger first was announced, he went to SmackDown and was doing a bunch of Vince things, changing things on the fly, et cetera, et cetera. And the people from Endeavor were quoted as saying this wasn't impressive at all. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's one of those things where Vince has probably already shot himself in the foot, and um, th this is why Triple H is like, oh yeah, no, we're gonna give him creative. So I think it's I think that's a good move overall. I think it's gonna help WWE in the long run with storytelling and everything like that to have one voice to have somebody like Triple H, pardon me, um, handle the storytelling, and I think it's gonna give some good um, you know perspectives of things. Um, you know, like I, I somebody brought this up this week. The time that um, D 
DX had the bounty on them. I don't know if you guys remembered that um, back in the day, um, where everybody what, from the Nation of Domination. I don't remember what it was. No, it was the second run where it was just Sean and uh, Triple H, and like so you had like all these like Eugene try to come and collect the bounty, and they handed him the paper roll. He's like, "I'm here for the bounty," and so they handed him a bounty paper roll, and you know, oh yeah, I remember, I remember now, right? You know, it was really like again, it's funny, entertaining stuff, and then I think we you see a little bit of that tonight where there was a lot of different things going on the show. And we'll get into it in a minute. But I think uh, also, too, this allows WWE to make some changes as far as uh, and and go after people now, really, that they really, really want. So let's say, for example, let's talk Jade Cargill, right? Supposedly, she's done with AEW. And the talk is is that she's going to WWE. You know, um, I know, like, uh, supposedly last night was her her last night night at AEW, you know, on the show. I didn't watch it. I tried to watch um, and I turned it off after about five minutes. It I was, don't blame you because I watched it right after SmackDown and it was so uneventful, bro. Yeah, like I was just like, eh, okay. Um, so one, is this a good move for, for, I mean, obviously it's a good move for Jake Cargill, but oh, is it move. worth it for WWE to invest in someone like Jake Cargill? I think so. But do you, and, and two, does this happen because of the merger or do you think, do we think that this was inevitable to begin with? Chris, what do you yeah. think? Um, sorry. What was the question again? So is this, is this good for Jade Cargill? I mean, we agree that it's good for Jade Car- Cargill, but is this good for WWE and was this inevitable or did the merger make this happen? Um, it's definitely, it's def- it's good for everybody. Jade Cargill is a star and she's going to be on a bigger stage now. She's going to have a, you know, this is, <clears throat> I don't know if the merger had anything to do with it, to be honest with you, because if you've read some of what she's said lately, she's been frustrated with AEW. She's talked about not being sure that she wants to resign, um, et cetera, et cetera. Those kinds of tweets have been out there. And then we also know that she's, you know, relatively close with CM Punk, right? Um, you know, they they respect each other. And I think that Jade Cargill has credited Punk with being able to teach her a few things. So I think that there's a few other people in AEW who are probably just biding their time until their fucking contracts run out too. I think that Wardlow is basically waiting until his contract is up. I think that Ricky Starks is trying to get as much as he possibly can out of his time in AEW. But I think he's also looking at whatever's left on his contract and going, fuck me. <laughs> like, I got to sh- I gotta keep showing up for this long and then I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. And I feel like there's a lot of young people in AEW who are looking at, their, at the end of their contracts and going, fuck this fucking shit can't end soon enough. <laughs> Mm, You're right, yeah. Chris. It's, it's been happening for months, by the way, with Jade Cargill. She's been. I thought it was okay, Fabe, though, but I guess not. No, well, I mean, think about it. Though. You can go to you can go to WWE. You can go to NXT. You can learn the trade. You can learn everything you need to get paid doing it, and then turn around and have the opportunity to show up on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I mean. If you're if you're a young person in wrestling, why is that not the choice you're making? You know, it's to me personally, end all, right? Is it not? Well, and I mean, you, here, it even if it's just so that you can get your foot in the door, right? Right. You go in at NXT, and they teach you, and they and they they teach you how to wrestle. They teach you the WWE. They teach you what you need to do. Um, go go for it. Go for it. I don't it, think and she'll then... go into NXT. Funny she enough. Won't. She won't. Even Booker T, I've heard wrestlers now talk about it. 
Booker T said there's no way she should start in NXT, and, and we agree. Like, 100%. You don't put her in NXT, not someone of her caliber. Yes, she's green. Don't get me wrong. We, we acknowledge that. She's too but, big a star. I mean, she's exactly. and she's not a good wrestler. Like, the best thing for her would be to go to NXT. No question. Like, the best thing for her as a wrestler would be to go to NXT for a while. Um, business-wise. But business-wise, it doesn't make any sense. She's way too big a star. I mean, you put her on TV and automatically your eyes are drawn. Because she looks like Power Girl. She looks like yeah. She-Hulk. She looks... She looks so fucking good, and she has so much charisma too. Because it's not just that she looks like that, and then she's a fucking she's a a dud when she talks. She's got a shit ton of charisma too. You mm. want to hear what she has to say? And I've said this before: if you go through the the main events of WrestleMania, there's probably six, seven, ten people who have main evented WrestleMania and not been as good a worker as Jade Cargill, right? So. Facts. I mean, Andre the Giant for yeah. WrestleMania, he, he was not good. He could not move. Mr. T was in the main event of a WrestleMania. Uh, Lawrence Taylor was in the re main event of a WrestleMania. You know, so you, you go through and you look at professional wrestling as a whole. And I know we're talking about one-off shows, right? And you can get away with it in one-off shows. And it's harder when you're doing it weekly. But Jade Cargill, but Jade Cargill can very easily be and probably should be the you know the the final boss of the women's Lucky division attraction. Kind of thing. yeah Absolutely. an attraction the same way that roman reigns is not yep. to that degree hopefully no, no. um but you know she can be a very similar character and for her working she should go to nxt but for them getting everything they can out of her there's no fucking chance she should go to nxt they should mm. not do that i mean to me the best thing would be to say all right you're on raw so we need you to show up at Raw, and then we're going to fly you down to to, to, to Florida. You're going to do two days at the PC, and then you're going to come back for Raw. And then you're going to we're going to do that for a number of weeks to make sure that you've time, got right. that you're getting the reps in, and that you're learning the craft, and that you're there, and we're teaching you right. But also, we're actually getting everything we can out of you, right? Because again, like somebody mentioned it, right? Bad Bunny didn't go to NXT, right? Dumb. Dom didn't go to NXT. Uh, Logan Paul didn't go to NXT, right? AJ so, Styles. I know it's AJ Styles, but he didn't go to NXT. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say AJ Styles is not in that conversation because AJ, know, Styles, but, you know, is, AJ Styles. AJ Styles. But you had Joe. You had Joe go there. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. Right. No, and that's and that's true. There's there's people that they can get something out of instantly being on the main roster, and she's one of them. Yeah. And I mean, I, I agree with that. I, it, it's it's ugh, you, you've brought up some really good points, and I hate to say that I agree with it. Because, He's right, you know, John. He's no, freaking I, right. Look, I, I'm not, and, I'm, and I hate that at the same time because part every every fiber of my being, not that you're right, but the the fact that like she needs to go and get better. That even if it's look, but here's the thing with Logan Paul. Here's the thing with Bad Bunny. They had months to just train. And that's They'll it. Do they that with her too. She's. They had months to just train, but she's been she's been an active professional wrestler for, three for four years. years. Oh, four years. Three years. Yeah. Right, but how much did she actually wrestle, and what did she do? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you like her? Maybe have her come and do some vignettes and say that she's getting ready. But you take three months or two months to just put her in the ring and get her well, in there. Well, that's our point, John. Too like yeah. she should be an attraction instead of being on television every week. Too, you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, I know, and, I, and that's what I'm saying. Just like you know, you, you hey, Jade Cargill's coming, or whatever name they decide they want to give her. 
I mean, why you don't call her Jade Cargill, I don't know. Um, in the, the WWE thing, just call her Jade, you know, and, and drop the Cargill. I can see that. I can see that. You know, yeah. you know, but give her that opportunity to just go in the ring and work, 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 work every day. And, you know, she shows up to shows and, you know, talk shit and then work, work, work. And then to where she's built for that match of like, you know, you get somebody who holds the title. Oh yeah, well you're so fucking. You just come out and talk shit every day. Why don't you ever back it up? And then she does, and she looks like a million dollars to do it. You know, I, that's my hope. You know, I, I just, I just hope that she she gets the opportunity to get some training in. Dom, same thing. Dom had his dad. Dom trained for years before he got there. Now, whatever. I mean, he's, I know he spent time at Landstorm's Academy. I know he, he spent did, time at other places. It's Sometimes you just don't have everything to to make it work, and and I think with with Dom, that's part of the case here is he just doesn't have everything to make it work like his dad did. Jade is a different story. She has the physicalness and the athleticism to exactly. make it work. She just hasn't presence, been taught properly, and I think that's right. the bigger thing uh, to do that. So, um, I mean, know, imagine her in the current version of NXT. If the black and gold version was around, by all means, I would have said, "Yep, yeah, send it to the black and gold." Uh, you know, NXT right. because that would have happened a hundred percent. Because at the time, the way they were building NXT Black and Gold, it was more than just developmental at that time. This current version of NXT is is just it's pure more so developmental. Now, for anyone, and I've had arguments online about this exact um, subject, and there's people trying to tell me that this current version of NXT is not developmental. Are you kidding me? Why? Because Becky Lynch is on. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's even more proof that it, that it is right, right, exactly, right. And I'm just laughing at these people. And so the point is, this current version of NXT, she's too big of a star for this crap, right? One, two. Imagine her in that women's division. You can't. She, she, she there would be no one on that in that division. It would just bury the whole women's division on NXT. It doesn't work. It just wouldn't work with this current version of NXT. Hence, why we're saying put her straight to the main roster yeah and and people saying that she's not a a good enough worker like that's true but then why is nia Jax on tv right fuck you and she was in nxt chris (laughs) nia Jax is a significantly worse worker than jade cargill and she doesn't have one tenth of the charisma she doesn't even have what charisma (laughs) she doesn't have anywhere near the look either like i know that she looks intimidating you know she's not like most girls she's gigantic but like (laughs) You know, she's also rotund. She doesn't look impressive. Like she doesn't look impressive. She just looks big. And here's my problem: is it's the because here's the thing. I see stuff that she posts on on Instagram or Twitter, and she looks a lot. She looks more impressive on those than when she shows up on WWE and whatever they're doing on WWE. We said the same thing. It's not the same thing. Bro, listen, listen to me, okay? I I, I I, use Photoshop probably. Yeah, like. Don't, don't don't ever date a girl based on her Instagram. Let me just no. put it that way. No, That's no. not a good idea. Well, we said on the machismo, like we we're, were asking each other, wasn't she? What didn't she lose weight? Apparently, going by her Twitter photos and Instagram mm-hmm. photos, she looked exactly the fucking same. I think that she's lost quite a bit in her hips and legs, mm-hmm. but like, she, she still Pretty got. Round. Yeah, she's still fucking rotund, bro. Like she's she's yeah. I mean, you're supposed to have hourglass, right? Where it goes in at one point and then comes out. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I mean, but uh, I think some of her outfits don't do her a lot of favors either. What um, do you dress her like, man? Without a onesie, she'll look fucking oof. I mean, but that's yeah. I don't know. That's the question. Uh, you know. But how does it look? I wanna, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make this comparison. How do they make Piper Niven look decent, where yet they can't make Nia Jax look decent? You know. You said the same thing, actually, sort of, Chris. Yeah, about I mean, about Piper Niven. I'm like, yeah. Piper yeah. Nivens isn't ugly. That that's the thing no. too. Piper Nivens actually has a very pretty face. If she was, if she was about a hundred pounds less than she is, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Piper Nivens as a, as an attraction, as a as a human being, right? I understand people struggle with their weight all the time. I, I I'm not I'm not being disrespectful, right? Um, if she was about a hundred pounds less than she is, she would probably be really really pretty. Um, she has a very very nice face, but she just she is she is also incredibly overweight like like way 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 overweight and she i mean for her health sake she should try to she should try to you know lose some, lose weight. some weight but at least she's a good worker though compared to Nia she's Jack, she's though. a good worker right. she's safe she's not injuring yeah. people she very rarely yeah. hurts herself although yeah. she's been injured you know kind of back to back the last little true. bit but That's true. yeah she's a much better worker yeah you know but i mean i think I think in the in the in the long term aspect of this, you know, let's let's be honest. This is a positive for both. We we have some hopes that, because here's here's the here's the thing at the end of the day. Oh, I just realized my microphone is not is not in front of me. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, the idea, the fact that we, you know, we we know that it can go one of two ways with this when they bring people in. It can go really, really well, a, a la AJ Styles. It can go really, really bad, a la Dominic. You know, I mean, I think, I think there's two options that it can go here, and we're hoping for the better. But uh, you know, it seems that more likely the trend has been not so good for things when when people have been brought into WWE from outside sources. And so our hope, I mean, I think they can't I, fail Jade Cargill. They just can't. It's impossible almost. If they do, they're they're freaking idiots, and it's politics. Because I can see a lot of the females in the back, and there's been rumors. Now, like I said, take that with a grain of salt. But apparently, Jade was the talk of Raw amongst the women. You know what I mean? And I would be worried. You know what I mean? And Aaron Ben Shlomo, what's going on, Aaron? He says um, he had a comment there saying, "Jimmy, she's the safest wrestler in the AEW women's division. Show me one wrestler that she hurt. It's not about. We're not saying she's hurt anybody, Aaron. She's just not a good worker in the ring." Doesn't mean she's hurt anybody. She just needs to train more. It has nothing to do about hurting anyone. She hasn't hurt anyone as far as I know. But she needs to improve. She just looks a little awkward. That's all. Yeah. 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 That, that, she, yeah. The, she, she, she has the potential to actually get a lot better, but she yeah, would right. need to get the reps in. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's more of I think what we're trying to say is that it's not about hurting people. It's more about the right. fact that she just looks awkward in the ring. You could tell she's counting steps. You could tell she's doing those things that you know it's not it's not a second nature smooth thing to her right to, that's to, what we're to, saying to make those adjustments on the fly or do those kind of things or or even just like oh i've got to make my steps here i've got to do this i gotta exactly. do that you could tell she's overthinking all the time yeah you can see it it's just not there um right. whereas like you watch somebody like aj styles and he, he can think. just you know yeah. he just does you know what i mean he, he goes through the it, ring right. it looks like everything is natural everything is where it should have been and 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 um you know um you know it's those kind of things so i guess you know for 
let's be honest. This week has been a really big week. It's been a really big month for wrestling. What else do we want to talk before we talk about the new era of wrestlers on Netflix? Please, wrestlers on Netflix. Okay, because I haven't seen it yet. I've been busy. I haven't either. Oh I man, I can't I can't stop watching that fucking show. I I I uh, I've been working on a book and stuff. I was up writing, but while I was up writing, I was watching that fucking show, man. That show is awesome. Okay, um, I've got to watch it. Got to watch it. So it's basically the story of like OVW over last mm-hmm. summer, and uh, just like how they were trying to sort of build up the show and everything, and and like you. They, they go through the struggles of OVW as a company, right? It's almost impossible mm-hmm. for them to make money They right. because the business model that they're trying to do is the weekly show, right? So it's weekly live shows on Thursdays, and mm-hmm. they just have a really hard time getting anybody to be there, right? So they're not selling tickets, which means they're not selling pay-per-views, which means et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the whole time they keep talking about how, you know, we're watching other people other than AEW and WWE. Um, we're watching other companies and none of them are creatively as good as we are. And I mean, frankly, you, you, you talk to people in the business and that's a hundred percent true. You've got a guy like Al Snow or, um, you know, they've, they've got a bunch of people backstage there who are like excellent, excellent creative people. Right. Um, and they're making a product that is really, really good. And as you're watching the show, they're showing you like segments from the product and it is really good. And you're like, man, I, I'm, I'm finding myself going, man, I wish there was a way for me to fucking watch OVW. Like I'd watch this fucking show every week. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting to see like the, the struggles and stuff like that. But I, I'm I'm and I'm watching it and it's just you're watching these talents right and uh, specifically there's a talent there there's a there's a girl who's like the main focus I'm not going to spoil anything about it but like you watch this dichotomy of potential superstar versus you know potential fuck up because of her own like problems and mm. attitude and issues right and it's it's like you're watching a, a female version of like you know, uh, Marty Jannetty almost. Right. I mean, I don't mean to that level, but you're watching like this super talented person who could clearly become a star. And then you're watching them do stuff that is clearly going to keep them from becoming a star. And it's just very gripping the whole show. And it's, you know, it's set there in the, you know, in that Kentucky, you know, Louisville Louisville. area, right. Where like Everybody there, like the 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 towns they're going to are dying. The, the, it's mm. just it's fucking great, man. Mm. Anyway, it's great. Sounds like it. I mean, I I mean, I'm I'm interested. I like here's one of those things that I saw and I was like, ooh, I've got to I've got to check this out. But then of course this month happened and this week happened. Uh, Tuesday was our major fundraiser, annual fundraiser every year. And guess who got to do the job of three people this week? Hey! Lucky guess you, who didn't get? You, guess who didn't get Wednesday off when everybody else did? Hey! <laughs> you know, guess whose back is still fucked up from this entire week? Hey! hey. Yeah, <laughs> I did get Friday off though. They they they're like, you work trash. I'm get Friday off. Okay, cool. And so I literally stayed on my couch all day or rotated between my couch and my bed because my back is completely fucked from having to carry all kinds of shit. Ugh, I'm like I'm at this point going okay. I need to find a massage therapist and just let them just nuke my back. Like I don't <laughs> care if they have to get a hammer out. I don't have to hear if they have to walk on it. I don't care if they have to just do flying elbows off the top rope to to do something because my little back is just completely just fucked up right now because um, I got to get it done. But I mean, it, I think this. I 
you know, there's a lot of opportunities here for wrestling this month. You know, there's some really good things going forward. I think this merger is going to open up a whole lot of new doors for WWE and UFC. I think we're going to see some pretty exciting things. And I mean, let's talk about, you know, the new era. Let's last night was the start of the new era last night. So let's talk about it. Unless you have before we do. Yeah. There's one more thing. Did anyone catch CM Punk? What he said yesterday on his MMA. Yeah. No. They asked him, "Oh, you, you, hey, aren't you aren't you busy, Phil?" And he says, "No, I got some time for the next two months." Two months, and you know what's on in two months? Survivor Series in Chicago. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but it just you wouldn't say that if there wasn't something going on, bro. I'm sorry, like I, I'm sorry, and I don't, I don't. Uh, <sighs> I, I know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna have a, a little disagreement with how with how Ben has, has talked about this episode of SmackDown, okay? Oh, and I know I what you're going to say. I have nothing I, I but respect for Ben. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fully willing to sit down, shut the fuck up, and listen, mm-hmm. you know, if he if he, if he, if he would want to correct me on this. And I, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he's got his own his own way of thinking about things. He'll jump and, and in the show right great. now. I'm telling you, if he's listening, but, he'll come right in. <laughs> but, like, but, like, Ben has said that he didn't like this episode because they didn't, uh, they didn't hype up the fact that the Rock was going to be there, but it looks like Rock's there. It, it's not a one-off thing. This, it yeah. looks like Rock is there, so right. they're gonna get they're gonna get all of the hype that they would have got, right? All of the hype that they would have got from announcing it last week, they're gonna get for next week, right? They're still gonna get all of these people, right? And you were able to, and you were able to make a moment there where, like mm-hmm. me again, like as a jaded ass wrestling fan. I was excited for the rest of the show. Now, it, the rest of the show was kind of eh, meh, but like, but the fact that the fucking rock showed up and it was a surprise and it, and it actually got kept from me. Cause I was, I, I watched it live, right. I was actually just watching it live Dang. to all of a sudden. Like I couldn't give a fuck less about McAfee, by the way. Like I, I don't, I do not give a fuck about that guy. It's good. Cool. Important to me. Come on. He's not important to me at all. Okay. <laughs> what? But well, he's, see, he's, that's a, th- yeah, he's in the yeah. ring and he goes, you know what that means, don't you? Don't you? And then to hear, if you smell, and cool. just like a fucking pop dude was just like, yeah, boom, in that arena, right? And, and you you would have gotten a big pop anyway, but that was one of those moments in wrestling, and it was, yeah. and it's fine to say, well, you should have advertised it, and uh, again. I, I'm willing to listen to the argument from 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 a bin or from any literally anybody on this fucking podcast network is going to be able to tell me something, right? Because I'm right. not I'm I'm not a wrestler. I, I was never in wrestling. And right? to be fair to what Chris said, also he was on the Pat McAfee show before SmackDown, which gets actually listened to by at least over a million people, and they were in Denver. So I mean that was a hint already. I'm just yeah. saying. But like you said, Chris, it doesn't matter that they didn't advertise it because next week is when they see the increase. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. And if Rock is showing up now, and if that that seems to be the plan moving forward, is that he's going to be part of the show at least? Like he's he going to have moments. He's going to he's he's back, right? Finally, The Rock has come back. WrestleMania 40, just... he'll be there 100. percent Right. So I mean, they're they're going to be able to get that. You know, all of the increase in viewership that they would have got this week, they're going to get next week anyway, right? right. Um, and the week after that, if they have the Rock, 
there or if they have the rock send in a video promo or if they have the rock do a uh, if they had the rock do a backstage segment where he runs into you know jay or jimmy or or solo or whatever like y- you can do a lot of things with him now that the writer strike is on and he's not able to, mm-hmm. to go do to go do tv and movies thank god for the writer strike I think a very similar situation with CM Punk. I think that you could advertise him for for Survivor Series, but I think that people not knowing and then, you know, let's say uh, uh, who's a who's a heel uh, that's uh, Miz. Miz gets done with the LA Knight thing and he comes out to the crowd and he's telling them how much better Cincinnati is than uh, or Cleveland. Where, where the fuck is he from? Cincinnati? Cleveland. He's from, from Cleveland. Cleveland. How Cleveland. much they're, better Cleveland They're both shitholes in Ohio. Ohio. They're both yeah. shitholes in Ohio. Let's they really know. are, yeah. Um, OH, oh no. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, like you have the Miz come out and he's talking shit to the crowd. How much better uh, Cincinnati is than or yeah, whatever. How much better Ohio is than Chicago, and then all of a sudden, that same pop that you heard for The Rock, you'll hear that again, and it, it's oh, one of those situations where wrestling needs to make moments, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. That's, that's what it's been. I don't understand yeah. why people are bitching about it because at the end of the day, weren't we all bitching about it when they would advertise it and the fucking dirt sheets would like, you know, let the fucking goose out of the bag. You know what I'm saying? And now suddenly we're all complaining that it wasn't advertised. Here, I mean, come but, on, peeps. I'm not saying us. I'm just giving an yeah. example. No, right? no. Yeah. And I mean, and look, and I think we're all three in agreement here. We're, we're, we are all in agreement in this aspect of um, we don't agree with Ben's aspect. Because here's the thing. And he's saying John Cena. They announced John Cena was going to be on Grease and Waller last week. That's been announced. Right, the right. fact that you don't yeah. remember that, I'm sorry. But that was announced. And, and I'm going, okay, cool. Yay, Grace and Waller and John Cena. Who, who gives a fuck? Right. We didn't care about that. That's why you don't remember it for a lot of people who are saying they didn't announce John Cena. I forgot they about did. it. They did. <laughs> they announced it last week that he was going to be on Grayson Waller this week. But it's so, who gives a fuck? We don't care. The fact, the, here's the reason. Again, this is where having Fox pays off. Because mm-hmm. Pat McAfee is on Fox, you know, for their college show. Which today, right now... He is on Fox's college show talking about last night's SmackDown. Now, you've just pulled in another group of people who are coming in um, from that area. Plus, Pat played a little bit in Denver, if I remember correctly. You You know, so there's a hometown kind of pop, you know, relationship to that. Then you throw on top of that The Rock as you're coming in with Triple H being in control, new era. This is The Rock show. This is the people show. You bring him in on top of that. Now, all of a sudden, you're going, holy shit, if I don't watch next week, what am I going to miss? You need to have those moments because, like, here's the thing. What if a title changes hands during a SmackDown? You know, it used to be the house shows would be, you got to go to a house show because you never know what's going to happen. You need to do that with these shows. And now you've just set that precedent. Hey, we're a new company. This is a new era. You've got to watch because you never know what the fuck's going to happen. The Rock showing up, yes, I'm great. Look, and I'm sure Ben and Stevie and all everybody are like, shut the fuck up. You're a bunch of jabronis. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We're not in the business. Whatever. But which, is fair. A, which is which fair. Is fair. Which is yeah. fair. We're but not I, workers. What do we know? But look, I mean, degree in broadcasting and television and, and radio production, <laughs> knowing about writing, the thing that gets people to talk about stuff is when you don't expect it to happen, good or bad. 
Look, people still talk about M. Night Shyamalan shows, about the twist, even though they fucking sucked or whatever, but they talk about them. Why? Because they happen. They made these moments that go happen. Whether they're good or bad, they happen. You have to have those moments where, let's be honest, Raw and SmackDown haven't had those moments in a very long time. And a so long then you time. Ha- and then you have something like this happen, and then all of a sudden it gets on Twitter. Holy shit, The Rock's on, you know, um, on, on SmackDown. And then you tune Twitter into blew SmackDown. up, bro. Yeah. Social it, media blew up big you, time. And then that helps your show in the long run because all of a sudden people are like, oh, shit, I need to go see what's happening on SmackDown. Then you get a bump from that, from this week. Right, and then guess exactly. what? You might get a bump next week because – he shows up or not, well, maybe there's a case. And then there was a story this week that Rock says that uh, it was supposed to be him and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. Well, yeah, you see that on the Pat McAfee show in Denver, just quietly. <laughs> well, but I mean, still, the fact of the yeah. matter. And then let's, okay, and this is the conspiracy theory. This is the person who looks at things and goes, okay, well, let's take a step back here. There is a reason why The Rock did this as well. Of course. He's gotten shit on He's gotten so shit on, hard right, for Hawaii. about the Hawaii thing right, yeah. that he needed to do something to reset himself. It and works so, both ways. Yeah, he says, hey, you know what? WB, I love you guys. Let me come on back and let me, you know, I'm home. I'm home, baby. I'm home. You know, cool. <laughs> I'm home, cool. baby. People love me. Yeah. Hey, look, they love me again <laughs> because they shit on me so hard about the Oprah and Maui thing. Do you think that was... That, that, that was deserved because people saying he wasn't going to put his own money is bullshit. He did, man. Well, no, where is it? Like that. See, that's the problem is they didn't say that they, they gave $10 million. They said they were going to commit. Right, right, and right. That right, means yeah. that this thing that they set up, that that was the $10 million that they were going to commit from other people. There right. was no accountability. And look, the wording was wrong. They, the, it if was. they were, and, and the, the transparency of it was wrong from it, they should have said, hey, we have put in $10 million of our own dollars to start this fund. They said we're committing. That means you haven't done shit. And so that's where people were getting all pissy about it. And then the other half of the fact is, despite the fact that, you know, yes, they have property there, they did nothing at the time to help the community. They had private, you know, fire departments. They had private security keeping people off their property who needed help. They had, you know, these kind of things that they were doing outside of this money that weren't showing that they were doing anything. And then Oprah just magically showing up and saying, oh, look, I'm here helping people when you show up with a camera. Hey, guess what? Do the fucking thing without the camera and then show me that you really care. You know, have somebody else show up with a camera while you're doing things saying, oh, my God, Oprah's here helping people out. Yeah, make it without, look like a work, a work or something. You know what I mean? Without you least. going, hey, look, this is my friend. And we're talking about the things that they've experienced. Or no, all that bullshit we don't need. You know, have it to be all of a sudden social media is blowing up because Oprah didn't come with a crew or anything. She showed up with her team and just helped. And then people are taking pictures going, oh, my God, look, it's Oprah. And look what she's doing to help. You know, do that. Whoever runs their social media and they're are all idiots. You know, that's how you handle things. You make it real. You make it whatever. And so that's why they had. That's why the Rock did this because he got shit on so hard. He they used improper wording on what they were doing, and he needed this to bring his QR rating up or whatever to make him back to being a nice, popular guy, and that people love him again. And so 
that was why this happened in this aspect. And so, uh, by the way, in case you didn't know, we are starting our review of this, and it was last night on September 15th in 2023 at the Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado with Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Kevin Patrick. And, yes, we're talking about the opening segment with uh, mm-hmm. unadvertised Pat McAfee coming out. Uh, and then Austin Thiering making his way to confront Pat McAfee, wearing the same exact thing as Pat McAfee, uh, as Pat McAfee Oh, yeah, that out. was weird, man. Um, you know, I think that was intentional. I think, you know. I don't know, no, man. Because I didn't I, notice until he pointed it out. Then I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, no, it. I saw it from the beginning. Because, again, these are these are production things that, you right, know, right, I right. go, you know, I'm watching and going, okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, hey, uh, by the way, Austin Theory might get a gimmick infringement from Greek god Papadon. Because uh, let's be honest, he goes, "Hey, when I when you wear that, you look like I look like a Greek god. When you wear that, you look like you should be serving me fries." But still, <laughs> yeah. imagine yeah. that was a all real a opportunity for a for a moment there too. He, yeah. he should have said, god. "Listen," <clears throat> he should have said, "Listen, li- listen." You you think I want to look like you when I'm wearing this tank top? I look like a Greek god. When you're wearing that tank top, you look like a dad bod. Don't yeah. get in my face. <laughs> yeah, shit. exactly. That's the way, I, which is where I thought he was going, and he didn't. And so, but still, it was, we had that interaction, then we had the Pat McAfee introduction of The Rock, where he goes, really? Really? And I felt like he, like, was it that they didn't hit the, the cue the first time, or did was there, do you feel like that was intentional, the, the, the second, really, when the music hit? I feel like Pat told you exactly what happened when he said that he's been partaking in some of the local legalities of uh, <laughs> of, of being in Colorado. Yeah. Plus, you can tell they were trying to they were trying to get him to hurry up, not just from Pat McAfee, but if you notice when they were coming in the ring and and the Rock was taking his sweet ass time, mm-hmm. you see Austin Theory say, "Come on, Rock, we don't have all day. Like, hurry up." You know what I mean? And he's pointing to his watch. So, yeah. and then Pat is saying. Hey, this is only a two-hour show. Hello, how are you? Well, no, it sounds but getting feedback. I, okay, so the first one, I think that was just that was just Austin being a heel, Maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's the Rock. He's going to take in his moment. He's going to have his entrance. Right. And right. if you're going to be a heel, what's the one thing you want to do? Is you want to deny the people the thing they want? And so by going, hey, fucking, let's go. Like yeah. you're being a true heel at that point because you're trying to keep the people from what they want. Is that aspect of it? Um, I will say this: the um, the the shots that they had for this segment were very impressive. I think there was a lot of unique shots that we saw that we haven't seen in a long time or or at all, especially with this. So I feel like that there were some really good creative aspects going shot wise with this. And then um, I feel like that uh, overall, this is a great way to start off a show. Did they say that was this was the season opener? You know, because sometimes. Hear that. Because okay, because you know, like last year they did that. They had a show where right, they called right. this is starting the new season. Of that Smackdown. usually happens the week of after WrestleMania. That's usually when it's the season. No, no, th- yeah. it was in the fall when they started. Yeah, really? I can't remember when it was, but yeah, I remember. It was that. Like oh, no, that was when the Fox deal happened. I think when the Fox deal first happened, it was the season. No, it was after that. Also. No, it, it was, was a different. It was something different, Jimmy. They they basically yeah, okay. just tried to use the idea of it being like. Uh, they basically oh, just no, tried to use sense. the idea of it being the the uh, the season, season opener premiere? to try right. to be something in the middle Which is of dumb the year, right? Because they don't have breaks, so how do you no, no, call it right. a season opener though? Right? Yeah. yeah, because but it was that time. It's it's usually this time of year where you know shows start up and they have you know the hey it's the season premiere of 
you know, da 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 of Gilmore Girls. It's the season premiere of, you know, uh, whatever. I know, but those shows actually have time off. You know what I'm saying? Right, but even, um, you know, even certain shows that like they like Wheel of Fortune and shit like that, they have seasons, and so do you know stuff that plays everything fairly has regularly. seasons, but pro wrestling. Right, including but, sports. But this is. Jeez. But then again, too. Remember, you're you're placating the Fox, who's right. your your master, who who lets you do these things on these shows. So yeah, you do that because they ask for it. They want something big, and it coincides with football season. That's normally when they kind of do these kind of things. Right. right. But anyway, the point is, this is kind of like the reason why you did it is because okay, we had the merger. We're now a new thing. Right. It we're starting sense a new now. season. You know, everything along those lines. It's fall sweeps, as they say, as Todd Brantley says. Yep. You know, this is about the time of year where fall sweeps happen, where you have your you putting your best foot forward for all your new shows starting. You'll see it again in the spring where you're going to do stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I think I think, you know, I agree with both of you in this, that, that this is a I don't know personally, but I thought it was a really good segment. I thought it was a great way to start the show. Um, and I love that it was a surprise because it made me go, shit, I got to stay tuned for what's going to happen next. I don't know what's going they're going to do tonight. You know, it made me go, okay, cool. And if you and if you guys in the chat, because some of you didn't like it, that's fine. You know, I, I we all have our opinions on it, but I think in the long run, it's just that matter of we're talking about it. You know, mm-hmm. let's be honest. You, if we're arguing over the fact that they should have announced it versus not announcing it, we're, we're still talking, talking about, about that yeah. moment, regardless. You know, whether right. you liked it or not. It doesn't matter. I know Medium 5 and Retro Rocket Baby have said some things and they're saying some things that Ben said, you know? And I look, if you want to agree with Ben, cool. But at the same time, I'm going to be the first to say, I don't always agree with Ben on some of the things that we do because That's I look at us. it, you know, I, I, I look at it from a TV production aspect than a wrestling aspect. When you have a TV show, it's different than a wrestling show, right? If you're going to be running a weekly wrestling show, like here in, in in Dallas, they have a show that runs weekly. You know, they put on right. something every week. So, they, of course, they're going to advertise when they're going to have somebody like Athena who runs the company or they're going to have Abaddon or they're going to have different people on the show. But then they have their weekly stuff that they do on a regular basis to promote those kind of things. You know, there's that's a different aspect of you want to have butts and seats to have those kind of people. With TV, the whole purpose of TV is to make moments, to have yeah. that kind of idea of going, this is a moment in television that we're going to be able to go back and look at forever. You're not going to be able to do that with a wrestling show. You know, you, you experience the show, you move forward, you go forward. That's, that's the wrestling show. You had it in that moment of time with TV. You're going to have replays and, and video clips and this and that, and all these kind of things. And, and that's going to make the TV studio happy because people are coming to check their channel for that product. And the buzz that it creates too. And again, as fans, we're so fickle. We forget again. We used to love these surprises, man. I don't understand how people are complaining when they're not so... Like, this is what I mean. And I'm looking at you, media, because you're saying you you don't agree with Ben. It's my own perspective, which is fine, as you should have your own perspective. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if, if, if they did advertise it, no one would have been happy. Everyone would be complaining that it wasn't a surprise. Right, and do you want surprises in pro wrestling anymore? Because by saying that, then you don't want to be surprised, and I still want to be surprised. Well, I mean, I I think at the end of the day, it's just opinions. You know, I mean, exactly. Just, That's all it is. Right. As as Todd as Todd Brantley says right here, we're getting comment king. We're talking about it, so they did their job, 
right? That's it. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's that's Spot really on. that's really more of what it is. Um, you know, I, I think it's 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 that's the aspect of it. So, um, anything else we want to cover on this segment on the opening other, segment of the show? Other than Elias, by the way, got released too, but it, well, his contract went up. There's nothing else. And we don't need to go there, but I'm just pointing that out. Well, yeah, I, oh, mean, I, I wanna I wanna bring up the fact that Brian Alvarez was like, Oh, somebody needs to tell Austin Theory he needs to change what he's doing because nobody what? nobody's interested in the way that he does things and is that's not he's he's gonna circle the drain and then he's in a fucking segment with the rock. So Brian Alvarez, how about you suck a dick and shut the fuck up? <laughs> Yeah, like, suck a fat one, Brian. Right, wait, good, good call, good call good there, call. Brian. Way to go, suck. buddy. When did he say that? Did he say that just a few days ago? He said that like a week ago or whatever. What oh, a fucking someone needs jockey. to tell Austin Theory he's got to stop working that way. Nobody wants to see wow. that kind of heel anymore. That's very reminiscent of that fucking tweet from fucking Keith Lee. There, oh, if what I'm hearing is true, poor Walter. Yeah, poor Walter, eh? Poor you, you fat fuck. What the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> that was that was good. Sorry, was talking really about good. Brian Alvarez gets me a little fucking fired up. Fuck that dude. No, but the yeah. fact the fact that you called fucking Keith Lee, you fat fuck, is just golden. I love it. <laughs> I love it when uh, he's pissed off, man. When he's pissed off, it's money. <laughs> yeah. Look, whatever, whatever. Look, I I just love Chris for Chris. Chris, is, oh no, absolutely. Chris is money either either way. But when he's pissed, man, I'm telling you, thanks, <laughs> it's guys. the best. That's all. Uh, right, Flop okay. it out, Chris. Flop it out. Come on now. All right. Anything else <laughs> we want to talk about? Uh, anything else from <laughs> yeah. this opening segment? Um, no, it's just exciting to see the rock back, man. That's that's okay. about it. The crowd loved it. It was awesome. It it was a moment, like we said earlier. Yeah, and that's I look, what look, there. I will say this: there were some things that really popped me. Is when, um, like, because again, this is it feels like we're finally getting that TV thirteen kind of angle that we've been promised for a long time with the Rock. Except saying, for the censorship, hey. though, that was ridiculous. Okay, look, but I get it because they were going to say asshole for a very long time, so they had to Come kind on. of deal with it. You're on network TV, Jimmy. You're on I didn't get the censorship. TV. I didn't get it on my feed. Funny right, enough, because you have to understand because you're Australian. You're watching yep. different. This so, is this I, mine is, was mine was very minor too. Like people said, yeah, oh, minor. they did a really bad job with it. For me, it was perfect. They censored yeah. asshole, and that's it. That's all they did. I, look, I watched. I, censor that for I watched yeah. the Eastern feed uh, live, and they were a little off. You know, they 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 censored the whole thing. So where the crowd was like, "You are an asshole." You are an asshole. That was like, annoying. They they initially. did that for a long time. Um, I love the fact that Pat Beck he goes, Yeah, we're having a two hour show, but we're gonna it's only a two hour show, but we're having fun out here. Like like the rock's basically saying, I can do what the fuck I want. I'm the oh, fucking no, that's rock. Exactly what you happened, know, right. That kind of popped me a little bit because yeah, yeah. it was like, Who the fuck no, are wait. you to tell me to exactly. you know wrap it up here? Like I'm gonna have my fun. Um and, you know, I just felt like that this segment overall in general was, you know, just a lot of fun and reminiscent of Attitude Era, you know, kind of things where we, which hopefully this is the direction we go, that we get some of this more of this PG-13 stuff. So um, that's that's the only other point I wanted to, to bring apart with that. Um, and Pat McAfee does not need to be doing the people's elbow. Don't, Ew, don't. Next time, the Rock, the next time The Rock lets you do it, just just say no thank you. Just say no thank you. Um, don't do it. 
So, uh, but then we have right after this, we go to a commercial break, and right after this is the Finn Balor versus uh, the Judgment Day versus AJ Styles match. Um, so, again, you go from a hot segment to I'm going to be honest, I felt like this was a pretty hot match. You know, I it mean, was. Guys, it actually was. Yeah. You know, they both know how to work. They they put on a really good show. We had the moment where um, Judgment Day gets kicked out of the match because of trying to interfere so much, and the ref goes, "Hey." You two, you're out of here, and kicks them out, and uh, and then we have the twist at the end of Jimmy Uso, you know, coming in to help. Jim uh, Uso now. Oh, that's right, Jim. <laughs> yes. Jimmy. He's Jim Uso. James. James. Dimitrios. Jimothy. No, no, no. Dimitrios Uso. Yeah. Who's that? Michael, that Michael Scott said Jim. That, no, James. Jim. Jimothy. Yeah. No, yeah. that doesn't sound. Jimothy? Okay, Jimothy? No, that doesn't sound right. I, I feel bad for fucking Jim Uso. Jimothy. No, he's Jimothy Uso from this point forward, sir. He is Jimothy he is. Uso. Um, so Jimothy Uso comes in and helps make this, you know, Vin Balor with the win. One, two, three. And of course, uh, this continues this whole idea uh, of that. I, I thought this was a really good match, a great way to start the show. They put on a really good thing. Uh, lots going on, but not too much schmaz. Not too much overaction. And then the fact that the ref was able to go, hey, get the fuck out of here. And then we have that other, you know, storyline continuing with um, uh, Jimothy Uso and AJ Styles on top of it with with Judgment Day. Done really well. Um, But, Chris, what are your thoughts on this? Good match. Um, You expected it from these two guys because, I mean, what? I mean, you're going to tell me that fucking – Finn Balor and AJ Styles are going to give me a stinker of a match. I just won't, I'm, I'm not going to believe that. Right. Um, so yeah, it was a good match. Um, the finish was, you know, appropriately schmozzy. They don't want to give a clean finish to this because, you know, this is something that they could, uh, you know, they could work on. They could, mm. this could become like an actual feud. Um, for my taste personally, I'd prefer they do something way more deep between these two because you can get into it, right? These are both former leaders of the club. You can talk about mm-hmm. all of the time that they've, you know, kind of been at each other's throats in Japan and et cetera. And, you know, they've been friends, they've been enemies, et cetera. And now that, you know, there's way more story that you could tell here between these two, but, um, you know, this was a good match, and if a mid-card type thing is what they're going to do between the two, I'm 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 all for it too. I'm just confused as to why Finn Balor is in a yeah. singles feud when he's the tag team champion. Well, True. the tag feud is happening on Raw, Chris, which is very confusing. I know that's true. They 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 that's an that's an issue. I think they're overworking the Judgment Day guys. They've got so much going on. It's not just. Now he's there's a thing going on with AJ Styles on SmackDown, but then they're feuding also with with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on Raw, and then you've got all the shit that's happening on NXT also with Dom, and they've all been appearing on NXT also. So yeah, I think they need to relax. I get it. They they they're real hot on Judgment Day right now, and they should be praised right now. I think right because we used to shit on Judgment Day, but they've managed to make it work, man. Mm. And the longer they go on with it the more comfortable they've all gotten. And I think they're working great, but I think they're working way too much too. Serious, consistent booking will do that, which is exactly, exactly. what they've done exactly. with Judgment Day over the last three months or so. It's serious yeah. and it's consistent. Absolutely. And that's the thing with AEW, for example. They just stop things and start things very quickly. Oh, my God. 
and it's not serious either. It's childish. It's, it's right. just it's, it's pure childishness over there right but, now. It's it's starting to get hard to watch. Yeah. Oh, bro, don't even. Yeah, we'll talk about that another but, for another show. But yeah. But I mean, and here's why I, I I agree. I understand what you're saying, especially with the whole why is Finn getting into a singles thing. But I think at the same time too, it's continuation of the story from the last week, where they did have a a, a, a you know a tag team match and then AJ interferes later on with other business and there's that whole idea of uh you know AJ was in with with Jimothy and <laughs> Finn and them interfere after the fact so that therefore well I gotta get back at AJ I mean or at Finn because AJ was like Finn's the one who kind of instigated this thing. It was Finn and Damian Priest out there. And so hey I need to go after Finn. For that reason, you know, we already had bad blood. They've already established that they've had bad blood in the past before. And they even mentioned it last night that, hey, I, I tried to recruit him to the Judgment Day and he told me to fuck off, essentially. Um, so, therefore, the, it made sense that he would view the Judgment Day as Finn and Finn personal, you know, and, and that it was a personal thing between him and Finn rather than going after that. Um and then I agree with you, though, Jimmy. At some point, they're going to blow out the, the Judgment Day because they've seen too much of everything. I mean, we already hear that Rhea's hurt, so she wasn't on TV. And I'm going to be honest. I'll tell you oh, why. Is Rhea's she? in Melbourne. She's No, she's not hurt. She's yeah. in Melbourne, man, right now. She's actually back home again. With well, I'm just, Murphy. I'm, just glad, I'm just glad she wasn't on TV last night. Like, I honestly was like, oh, thank God, like, that she wasn't there because, you know... Uh, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm getting kind of tired of, of some of this stuff, especially her getting involved in matches with no repercussion. You know, right, that's, right. I think, I think that's the thing that annoys me the most about it is that she's getting involved with, you know, a lot of these matches and there's no repercussion involved with all of it. So, um, you know, but I, again, I enjoyed this whole idea of it being just Maji enough, the idea of kicking out the Judgment Day. All this was really, really good um, aspect of that. Um, do, 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 do. So after this, uh, we have Pat and um, and The Rock backstage talking, and John Cena standing right there. Um, and he says, "I see you trying to smile." And they shake and hug hands. And he uh, the they Rock shake and hug him. hands. I love yeah. that. I love they when shake we hug hands. Hug. Yeah. Hey, hey, we hug hey, look. All right, I'm a fucking moron sometimes. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm aware of that. <laughs> I'm not always <laughs> professional, sir. So, um, and then so we have that interaction, and then we have uh, Jimothy Uso standing, and in comes Finn Balor, and he thanks Jimothy for helping him out. And Jimothy says, "Hey, he helped him out last week. We helped him out this week. We're even." And he says, "Hey, saw your brother on Monday, and he misses. And I'm sure you missed your brother. And uh, you know, you could join. The, he asked Jay to join the Judgment Day, and he didn't say no. Hey, what if both of you join?" And um, there's no Roman. There's no leader, so there's no Roman. And he walks away. And, you know. And Heyman's uh, in the background, mind you. Yeah. Yeah, the whole time. I saw right. the whole, like, I don't know. And I look, I, I love that aspect of it, is that Paul is in the background. Whether it was intentional or not, like, there was it a was, moment. Was. I, like, it was, but it wasn't because there was a moment. No, you, you see where, Jimmy acknowledging him before. It's like it was a setup. In a way, but at the same time, too, you saw Paul like stick his head out and then kind of quickly go back. And like, right. you know, and I don't know if that was Jimothy saying, okay, 
be cool, like just be cool. Yeah, or, or what? like just stay there. Yeah, 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 right yeah, after yeah. that segment, he walked right up to him. Like it was no shock that he came up to him. Right. So it had to yeah. be done on the purpose. shot was very poorly framed. This might have been a situation where they had run over time with The Rock and somebody right. was just it scrambling was. to was. make sure something got on TV without having the time to be like, okay, we're going to start here. And then does it, does it, does it line up right with the shot or does it look stupid? You don't have time sometimes to do that when you're doing a wrestling, you know, uh, right. angles backstage. And I think that that's, I think that's what happened was yeah, they just I, shot it poorly because. Rocky took up time because Rocky did Rocky. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what he's going to do. Um, but, you know, and so the end comes uh, Heyman as he points to Finn. And then we go to the ring with the LWO standing in the ring. Hey! Uh, oh! And, of course, hey, only two of them are dressed to wrestle. So we know something's <laughs> going to happen where the two jabronis of the LWO are going to wrestle. But uh, Ray says he has nothing but love and respect for the LWO and their fans. And, he came to SmackDown a year ago, and personally, he was not in a good place. And professionally, he wasn't. But now, the LWO is reminding him who he is, and he's the United States champ. And then uh, Santos Escobar says, hey, cool, I want a match. And first break goes to him, like, look, all this stuff, and you want a match? You're asking for a match? And he goes, like, this is my dream, is to be able to wrestle you for a title sometime. And, yeah. you know, like, are you serious? He goes, of course I can. I love you, my man. I'm a... And then That was weird. And then comes the uh, moment where we all pour one out for Jeff as uh, Bobby Bobby Lashley comes out. So here's pouring one out for Jeff. Uh, so Bobby Brashley, uh, Bobby Lashley comes out. Uh, Bobby with Bobby Brashley? Bro. Bobby Brashley. Uh, look, <laughs> yeah. fuck, look, all right, we all have moments, okay? Um, maybe I'm having a stroke, I'm so shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Bobby Lashley comes out with the Hand hugging with Bobby Brashley. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look, look, it's a show, uh, book it. Uh, <laughs> um, and so Bobby Lash and the Street Profits come out and they said, Look, look how weak everything is. And, you know, we're, this is, we're, it's going to be easier than we thought to take over. And, uh, and then, of course, Wild and Del Toro are like, Oh, yeah. Well, we'll fucking fight right now. Let's go. And, Wait, who? Uh, uh, Wild and Del Toro. The, I don't know who that is. Yeah. The, the jabronis <laughs> of the LWO. How about that? Oh, okay. There yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the other Rands. And so <laughs> we go from that. We have a commercial break. And then now we come back out to the Street Profits um, against Wild. Uh, like, it's not even, uh, it's not even like four seconds. It's, it's, it's like, Ooh, here we go. We come back from commercial. We have this match. Shocker, Street Profits win. Bobby Lashley and their team win. And then Bobby tells them to attack the LWO. Um, and Santos and Ray get in the ring and break it up. And Lashley attacks Escobar from behind. And then Ray goes back. And we all set up a match for Ray Mysterio and Santos Escobar to now face the Street Profits next week. Yay! Again, again this is one of those ones where... Like, I don't want Bobby Lashley to have the United States title, but why are we having Ray, who's a singles champion, and Santos Escobar, who's going to be challenging Ray for that title? Um, you've already beaten up the jabronis of your of your organization, so let's go ahead and have a non tag team attack a a tag team, and we're going to have a match for that next week. So. Um, with Bobby Lashley, seeds are being planted though with the Ray and uh, yeah. Yeah. Santos Escobar. You can yeah. tell it's either they're really awkward and have no chemistry, 
or they're planting seeds for the turn on Ray. I could see, I could think it being a little bit of both. Like, you know, yeah, I, I could see it being a little bit of both because let's be honest, Ray is not the best on the mic. You know, Ray, Ray is a little awkward. Even like last night, that moment was just so awkward. Like, yeah, because it's like, were you joking, bro? Oh, that was a well, joke. Oh, it, but, but Ray doesn't know how to do it. Like he doesn't know yeah, how to act. So it was just, it was just real bad in general. Jimmy, what are you doing? Oh vaping. my god, I'm vaping. Oh what? What do you no. think I was doing? Sucking dick? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know at this point with you. you never know. <laughs> I'm vaping. Uh, no, I'm it. just giving you. God damn it, pal. Um, but you know, I, I guess for me, it's one of those things where Ray is just uh, I, look. He's been in it twenty plus years. He's just bad on the mic. Stop, stop giving him the microphone. Like you know, especially about the familia. Well, look, look. It's one thing to just give him a promo, but not when you're wanting him to act. Like this is this was him trying to act, and it was just awful. Like, like real bad. Like, can we say that Dom is actually better than Ray on the mic? Straight up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, can it, you believe it, that we're saying that? It's true, man. I, I mean, can believe we're saying that because Ray is spectacularly mm-hmm. bad on the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that uh, at all. You know, so it's, why is it's, he United States champion though, too, man? It, it's it's gone cold since he's won the belt. So they need to get it off him ASAP, man. It was better off even on theory, in my opinion. Mm, I mean, I think it's because they needed to do something with Ray. They needed to make the LWO seem credible. It's just not working. Uh, Look, uh, you and I both agree that it's not working, but they had to do something. Yeah, Yeah. and they want to. They want to. They want to build. Sorry, they want to build Santos Escobar off of Rey Mysterio, and that's not working either, Chris. I think it is. Uh, I think it is because I think that. He comes across right now when you're watching it, it doesn't come across as the slimy heel who's pretending to be friends. It comes across as I really actually respect Rey Mysterio and I'm I really actually want to make things work with Rey. So, I mean, I think that when they do do the turn, it's either going to be one of two things. It's either going to come across as an actual surprise to people because Santos seems genuine, and I think that when he's talking about Ray, he really does mean what he's saying, which is why it helps. I'm sure he feels it helps that way because in real life. he's like, obviously. yeah, in real life, like fucking right, Ray right. Mysterio, Jesus yeah, fucking Christ, like Ray exactly. Mysterio is the Latino version of Ric Flair. He's the Latino version of Bret Hart. He's the Latino, like <clears throat> to Latin wrestlers, Ray Mysterio is that guy. He's the sure. guy, right? 100%. So, you know that works but so it's either going to be one of two things when he finally turns it's either going to come across as a real surprise because we do believe him when he's saying this about ray or it's going to be an interesting way to turn where he's like ray i respect you and i like i you know i respect you i really do (laughs) but like you're done and it's my time now and that's it and then maybe you can actually give uh wild and Del Toro, is that right? Uh, right. Yeah. You yeah. Can Joaquin Wilde and Del Toro, right? Right. You can give them some teeth as a tag team as heels, maybe. We'll They'll see. As, the, them two were better as Legado del Fantasma. Way better by a mile. Way better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way better. Absolutely. Because right now, with Ray being part of the the stable, 
it means less of everything for the other two guys. And let's not yeah. forget, Zelina Vega was just there looking like an anime character suddenly, but whatever. She still looks mm-hmm. good. But she's why is she dressed like an anime? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's all she is. Spot on. You know, awesome. and I mean, I, I think I think also, too, it's one of those things where, um, you know, we, we know what could have been. And again, this is one of those things where um, we're not seeing... Because in NXT they were better. Let's be honest. They were. This is, this is one of those things where they come up. They we know what they could have been, and we're not seeing that. And look, maybe it's Ray. I, look, I hate to say that, but maybe it's Ray that's made the difference. They were they were heels. They, well, they that's the that, difference. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's we're saying. The difference. The it's difference Ray's is brought them down. Were, no, it's Ray. Ray, Ray is, hasn't brought them down. Being faces has brought them down. Yeah. The oh, only yeah. one of them right. who knows how to be a face is Santos Escobar, which is fucking shocking because Santos Escobar has been a fucking heel almost his entire career, right? right. He is a very, very good heel, but he actually knows how to be a face. The other two guys don't know speak. how to emote properly because right. they always just come across as, go- as, as goofs. As like, goofs, yeah. Every fucking time I see them, they're like, uh-huh. Uh yeah, and I okay. would never like yeah. that. That's what's it, weird, it, dude. No, 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 exactly. no, 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 no. I will say this: Joaquin Wilde was because if he before I WWE, did a DJ, he was DJZ in TNA, DJ in TNA right, and all that. People kind of don't shit. realize that though. A lot of people actually don't realize that. And to be fair, you can't tell that was him. They look completely different. That character, and he now. wasn't. He wasn't a good face. He was. Mm. He was different. He sucks. He sucked yeah. on TNA DJ. He was a freaking DJ, man. I mean, as a gimmick, yeah. really. No, not 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 good faces. Either one of them, they don't understand how to emote as faces. Like, I mean, literally, their faces don't fucking emote properly for good guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, neither one of them are good. And the fact that you've got a, a, you know, another situation like this where you've got four guys in a stable, there's a tag team, but the two singles guys are winning all the tag team matches, and the tag team keeps losing all the tag team matches, right, just right. makes it look really fucking stupid. One hundred percent. And and Yo Jimbo says in the chat about he prefers Ray's running WCW over WWE. I agree with him. I loved Ray's running WCW compared to WWE. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it was it was easier back then though too. There was no expectations of Ray. He had no, you know, um, he was a know. higher mid card though. I mean, he was feuding with Kevin Nash. Big show, yeah, but you know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there, were, but he was also a young guy, and there was no expectations of right. him compared to what we are now. I mean, the guy's a Hall of Famer. You know, he he just got put into the Hall of Fame. He's been doing this for 20 years. You would think at some point, you know, certain parts of his wrestling career would have elevated comparative to what it was back in the day. You know, there was a reason why he wasn't on the mic very much back in the day. And you know, unfortunately, there's there's still a reason why he shouldn't be on the mic very much today. You know, and I think that's the bigger bigger issue is we expect more from Ray now because he's such a, you know, he's such an industry leader. And, and what Retro said in the chat too is spot on as well, man. There was I remember it also. Remember back in '02 when he debuted in WWE, there was a huge deal when they advertised Ray was coming, and they were advertising him at least two months before he actually made an appearance in WWE. And it was a huge deal. I I remember that well. Right. But, you know, the thing about it was, too, you got to remember, Jimmy, they were advertising it because Ray was a name. 
People yeah, recognize him not for what he did on the mic, but for what he did no. in the ring. You know, no. and, and unfortunately, we're we're getting more and more of Ray on the mic when really all we care about is, is Ray in the ring. You know, that's where we, we appreciate Ray Mysterio. But you know what? I feel like he was better on the mic at some points, like especially when he was feuding with Eddie, when he was feuding with Kurt Angle, for example. He didn't seem as bad as he does now. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Like right now, he just—he's too white meat <clears throat> babyface, like over the board white meat babyface. He—he wasn't—he wasn't better in his feud. He wasn't better on the mic in his feuds against Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero. He was in a feud with Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero at the mm-hmm. time. And Eddie and Kurt are so talent. You know, those guys have the talent to not just lead you in the ring; they can lead you in an interview. They can lead you in a back and forth on the mic too. So Kurt Angle would want to get something out of Ray that Ray probably wouldn't even think to say. And then Kurt Angle would say something to trigger Ray to say the proper thing in the ring. It's just the same way that you can lead somebody in the ring. You can lead them on the microphone too. Kurt, Eddie, those are all timers on the microphone. Those guys, those guys are really, really good you know, at, uh, at controlling the crowd. Actually, that was sort of a thing that I... was thinking about the rock today is that he went out there. He didn't have a whole lot to work with. Let's be honest. Like there wasn't an awful lot. There's not a lot of meat on that bone of, Oh, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. That's the thing. You're an asshole. He, why, why does the rock give a shit about Austin theory? Why does that make any difference? Why is the rock coming out to do that when he's got an actual family in shambles on the show? There's more things that the rock could have been doing that he could sink his teeth into more, but the rock is a traditional MC. And what does an MC do, Jimmy? Well, you know they move the crowd. Exactly. Right? That's what an MC does. Some guys have it and some guys don't, right? Rey Mysterio is not an MC. He can't do it on the microphone. Eddie, no, no Kurt, those were guys anything. who could actually lead. They could lead a whole segment on the microphone. That's why... You know, he's looked better on the microphone before. It's because he had guys in there with him who could lead him. And as much as I really like Santos, I don't think he's at that level yet. Although he could get there. He's a really, really talented wrestler. As a heel, I think he could get there on the mic. He just seems way more believable as a heel. Even though you could tell he meant what he said, like you said before, Chris. But yeah, (laughs) look at Medium 5, MC Munchkun. Right, exactly. But um, no... Ray, they just need to relax on Ray for now, man. And if they're planning on a turn, do it soon. Because this LWO experiment has failed. I was hoping maybe Carlito would be the one to force Santos on turning on Ray. But I don't know but what then the even heat goes on to But then the heat goes on to him and that's it's not true. on Santos. Right. They, and they that's want not Santos fair, to right. be the one who gets the heat. Well, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do everything, but they need to figure something out pretty quick, man. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, you know, I, I think that's you. That's where I think we're like, we, we you had to build this LWO thing to the point to where we get to that point where we're at a point now where we can't like make that change of let's turn you know Santos heel, let's turn the LWO heel, let's get rid of of uh, Ray in this aspect of it because you've given up enough of that goodwill. Uh, with everything and and because it's not working you can go okay we gave this a try let's 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 move you along ray um 
let's let's go forward with this and it makes sense now like we we've gotten yeah. to that point where like where let's be honest santos could beat ray and do it dirty and be like you've been holding us back this whole time because you want us to be such good people that's how and, it should go right yeah and, and and it doesn't need carlito to do that santos no, santos is a natural enough heel that he can make that work where he's been biting Ray and biting Ray and making him feel comfortable because he's always wanted the title more than he wanted the LWO or Ray. And so Ray was just the one to take it because, you know, he says, Oh, you stepped in for me when I got hurt and you won that title. And, you know, you could see the sense of almost mm, indignant that, that Santos had when he said that in the, in a way he hid it real well, but, you know, it was that kind of uh, okay. Well, you you stepped in, cool, but you know, um, th- th- I really wanted that title. You know, so let's have yeah. the title match. Let's have the title match. Well, and so we're we're building to that, and I think it's good. And we make it move forward, just like we should move forward from the segment. Because well, just before we do, Yo Jimbo has got a question, which is a pretty good question. I, I like the says, question too. Right, and he says, guys, who do you guys see having a bigger future? If they got better in the in the areas that they are weak, Santos or Andrade. Unfortunately for Andrade, he can't talk on the mic, but I think he's better in every other aspect. Well, and that's than, Jimbo's uh, question. That's Jimbo's question. If he could get better on the mic, right. like, and if Santos, I guess, was bigger, I'm not sure what the what his weakness is. Yeah. To be honest with you, because he's great on the microphone too. He's just small. Santos yeah. is the Andrade. That they wanted. That they wanted, right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, though. I mean, Santos isn't that small. I mean, you know, he makes... To Andrade, he kind of is, though. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the thing is... Look, I, I, I watch them in the ring. They do very similar things. They're very similar in what they do in the ring. The only difference is Santos can talk in the ring. He can be bilingual. He knows how to communicate what he's doing. Whereas when... Uh, Andrade loses his mask. He goes, "What? Yeah, I want my mask. <laughs> Give me my mask back, yeah. Malakai. Yeah, <laughs> Malakai. that's yeah, yeah. That's that's what we get, you know. And I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, I feel like we we sizes." Not everything, but at the same time, too, it's important. But Santos, it makes, it makes a big difference. L- it, listen, it, Santos is small. He he is yeah. pretty small. Like the the thing is, is like if you put Andrade in the ring with Gunter, for instance, mm-hmm. it doesn't look ridiculous. Like it looks like obviously Gunter's a bigger guy, but Andrade doesn't look ridiculous in that in that moment. It looks like, uh, yeah, I mean, Andrade could probably you know, pull him over with a headlock takeover, right? Mm. But when you put Santos in the ring with a guy like, you know, like Gunther, it actually looks comical. Oof. It looks Oof. funny. It's like, Oof. no, I can't believe any offense coming from this guy. And that's fine if he's a face, right? Because you can do this, the cell and the, you know, you can play dead and you can, mm-hmm. you can do a lot of things as a face when you're smaller that you can't really get away with as a heel. Um, it's a problem I actually have. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like when I'm, when I'm playing 2k, I'm always trying to find a way to get Santos into the main event of like any show that I have. I have a really hard time because of the size difference because mm-hmm. I'll book him against, uh, I'll, I'll have, I'll have a match where he's booked against somebody 
right? But on either but on either show, they've got big, big heavyweights, right? Bobby Lashley's on one show for me. Um, you know, uh, Braun Strowman's on another show for me. How can I book a situation where heel Santos Escobar, that small, is able to compete? Other than just cheaping out and going, oh, the LWO helped him. The you know the the, mm-hmm. the Legado del Fantasmo cheated and they got the win. But even then, when I see three super tiny people attacking Brock Lesnar, it's like, you know, if my daughters team up on me, I can still kick the shit out of them. You yeah. know, and let's be like, honest, they call the LWO Little World Order. That's what they the are. Little World Order. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's the only problem that I see with Santos because. Yeah, like so. So the question, so the answer to the question is Andrade a million times. If he could Me learn too, how to right. talk, mm-hmm. if he could learn how to talk, that guy could be a world champion in a believable situation. You would believe yeah, him right. holding a world title, yeah. um, with his mask or not. It doesn't but matter. But he fucking can't. <laughs> He's already almost forty years old. He's yeah. not going to suddenly yeah. learn how to speak English properly. And Santos isn't going to suddenly pack on. You know four inches and 40 hundred pounds of muscle like i wish he could but he's not gonna unless yeah. you know unless he goes away for a while and doesn't have to do the drug testing and then he then he can come back a little bulkier that'd be fine but that's it yeah yeah now this i have a little like nah, uh, green. no i, I no would way. say a little bit of size yes but uh green green no 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 i i don't agree with it i mean again i'm willing to listen if somebody wants to tell me i'm wrong but i don't see him as green at all he's i don't i I really feel like you know santos is really great in the ring jimbo yeah what gives you that impression just just i want to know that's interesting to say that because i don't see well because because he he, underneath of it he says he says here he says he feels like he needs to get more experience like that dude has more experience than yeah, most people no. on the WWE roster. Like, yeah. because in case you didn't know, he was King Cuerno in Lucha Underground, you know, and exactly. so obviously he was, and he was and wrestling he was awesome, before that. Oh yeah, he, he was, was awesome, great. Yeah, like you see some of those moments, the King Cuerno moments that pop up when he's in his match. It, um, um, and then he says, uh, then you know, Jim says maybe uh, did not word it well, but Green like he's not on the level of the talent I mentioned. Um, uh, two comments up. He says, uh, "Well, two, yeah, two comments up here. I'll just, I'll just read it. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, I think he's talking about his LA comments. Know that? Yeah, he says not, not saying Santos is oh, a okay, bad yeah. worker, but his work don't feel like it's on the level of Gunther, Miz, LA Knight, Chad well, Gable, etc. You et can't compare. No, you can't compare I, to them. I think he's a way better worker than Miz. Miz is safe. Like, Miz is not a bad worker, but he's not exciting either. I think Santos is able to do way more uh, in the ring. Um, but, yeah, size, you can't fix that. That's the problem. It's like you you can't. And you can't teach that. You just can't. He's not He's not going to be, you know, he's five foot three, and you can't teach that. Um, that that's the problem. That is Santos's biggest problem is that he's not big enough. Right. Yeah. yeah I agree. And, he, and, and like media says too, he's more of a hitman, not a showman. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, a hundred percent. But let's let's move forward because the LWO is on their way out. But on their way up is LA Knight because we had LA Knight versus the Miz after this segment. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so, um, uh, again, we've, I, I don't know, we've, we've kind of seen this before, but I get why we're doing it now on SmackDown because this is LA Knight's show and we're bringing Miz over. It's normal it's a, brand split. Well, I guess. Honestly, come on, man. The last few I weeks has been raw, guys, always on SmackDown now. You know, but, you know, we had a, uh, like, like, I want to say, I want to say this was a solid match, but like it's too it, long, it was, it was too long. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I didn't feel that way. I actually enjoyed it all the way through because they were working very fast. If you notice, they weren't really, there was like for a match like these two, they're working a lot more faster than slowing shit down. It felt like for me, that's what I noticed. But anyway, yeah. I mean, I, I guess for me, it was like, like I agree with with Chris, there was there were points in the match where it should have ended sooner. Like yeah. I felt like okay, this is an ending point. It should have ended here. Nope this it this is it should have like I was waiting for the match to end um, more than I was watching the match. You know, like going okay, it should have been in here. Nope. Okay, why are we still going? Why are we still going? I, yeah. That's more of what I was looking at for for this match. Then I mean, it was a solid match. There was nothing that like was like oh my god, this was terrible or whatever. They're both solid workers, and they're going to have a solid match. But it felt like that they're they could have gone home sooner um, yeah. with this and, for me. And you know, you know, due respect to Akira Tozawa, who has the Miz beat like in the last year that would make you think that a guy who's supposed to be a main eventer moving forward, which is what we keep being told, and what it does seem like the WWE wants to do with LA Knight, but. Miz has beaten exactly one person, and that's Akira Tozawa in this Didn't last. He beat year. LA Knight on a Raw. I don't. Remember. I could I mean, be wrong. Might, I could be he wrong. Might have, and if he did, sure. then that's even worse. Like, why? Yeah. Why is LA Knight struggling this badly to beat the Miz? The Miz is not slotted in that area right now. He's mm-hmm. he's good. Don't get me wrong. I think the Miz is one of the top workers that they have, but he's not slotted in that area right no. now he's been plus, a loser that's been his whole thing plus he's yeah. teflon though he's, he's, he's te- it doesn't matter if you lose it doesn't affect the miz yeah yeah well i mean and the whole purpose of this is to move forward from the fact that miz and la knight have a thing and let's elevate um <coughs> pardon me let's elevate la knight by you know moving him over the miz which yeah, the Miz and is a, a great job of being that gatekeeper that for the guy, main event area. Right. Yeah. For and, the main event you know, area. And, the, the, you know, for that, LA Knight doesn't need to go 15 minutes against the Miz. He can beat mm-hmm. him in four. It's I will say this about the Miz, though. I used to hate the Miz for years, man. But now, I think he's become so much better than what he used to be that I actually respect the guy. And I think he's very underrated. I think he deserves yeah. a lot more praise than what people, you know, give him. He's, the Miz deserves his spot. fucking flowers. Fuck, yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, you know, the guy has proven time and time again that he's one of those guys that can show that he can wrestle, he can do whatever he needs to, but he also makes those guys main event guys. You know, he's He does. Not, he get, fucking does, man. And he really it's does. True. And so, yep. you know, I, I have no problems with the Miz. I have no problems with this. Like I said, the only problem I had was the length of it. That's the only thing that made well, me kind of go. 
Aaron, yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far. He's not the Bret Hart of the modern era. Relax. Whoa! <laughs> Don't you Jesus. dare say that to a you, you know what though? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Aaron's comment there as much as crazy as that sounds because yeah, no, like he's not anywhere in terms near of the level over. Of but in terms of being a locker room guy, Miz does seem like that. You know, but you wouldn't see I was Brett losing a... that many matches though. There's no fucking chance no. of that happening. No, no, right. no. And and Brett's a significantly better worker. But in terms right. of the mentality of helping the other guys get over. You're right. The Miz really does have that mentality. He really is a good locker room guy. Like He's as a far company as his guy, lock, literally. Yeah, as far as his locker room conduct, I think you're right. I think that he is the modern era Bret Hart. You know, I remember I was just watching a thing yesterday. They because because you know the Rock came back and then Twitter was doing everything about the Rock, right? right? And then they were showing a clip of the Rock coming out and who's on commentary? Bret Hart. And what does Bret Hart say about about the Rock? He says, I, "I think that this, I think that this young man might have more potential than anyone I've seen in professional wrestling in the and last decade that. or so." Right? He's saying that on air, and then you contrast that with Shawn Michaels, who's like, "No, I don't want to work with him. Why would I mm. want to work with him? Shawn Michaels?" The fuck, Shawn Michaels is still a douchebag. I don't care. Yeah, he's he's, he's douchebag forever. Douchebag forever, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> but like, yeah. So I get the, I get, I get the comparison Aaron's making. I just think that you're talking about the greatest of all time. Any comparisons is going to be, people are going to go, uh, what? <laughs> when you make that yeah. comparison yeah. to anybody, you got to word it better than that. <laughs> if you meant it, if you meant it in another context. Yeah. yeah. And I love yo Jimbo's last comment here. Um, he is, it's true. Brett is like fine wine with every year that passes. His legacy gets better and better. And yeah, mm-hmm. and that's, you, that's true, man. You, everybody, you everybody in, too for that. Exactly. Exactly. You can thank the professional wrestlers for looking at things and being like, yeah, no, Brett was the fucking man. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing that I'll shout out since, since, Hey, we're on, you know, we're on this channel. Yeah. Um, uh, Stevie mm-hmm. Richards has a new thing he's doing on his YouTube channel where he, t- where he basically like discusses, you know, people doing moves properly and the way that he breaks down a few things that Bret Hart does. And you can see it. You can see it when Stevie's talking about him. He has not just respect. He has reverence Mm -hmm. for Bret Hart. That's the kind of, that's the kind of feeling that actual workers have for Bret Hart. It's not just respect. You respect everybody who gets in the ring because it's a hard fucking job, right? It's mm-hmm. something that you, you're always taking your life you know, into your hands when you get in the ring. It, it is something that you should respect everybody who works, okay? Bret Hart, he gets reverence from people. The way people talk about saints in the Catholic <laughs> Church is oh. the way wrestlers <laughs> talk about Bret Hart. <laughs> That is no, that is a proper no. fucking comparison. Yeah, he really is. He's really getting his flowers as time goes on. Even though he should have gotten them a long time ago, which he did. But now, right now, people appreciate Bret Hart's legacy like no one else, man. And let's be real, I truly mean this, right? He's probably the best worker ever. And when I say worker, the way he wrestles in the ring and how safe he is, but makes his shit look real good uh, while hmm. actually not really hitting him. That's an art form that's solely missing right now, man. I like. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, it's like it's like, um, and and you you find it because somebody else finds stuff, right? Like we all know about Brett's great matches and everything. Like we all know about him in Austin, and we all know about you know the the Iron Man match or him and Davy Boy, him and Perfect, him and Piper, right? We all know about all that kind of stuff, right? But then. 
you you you'll watch something from just like a regular fucking you know monday night raw in the early days and you'll see him do something and you're like fuck was he good like mm-hmm. um when when cm punk came back and he had that match with darby allen and he basically just re-ran bret hart versus the one two three kid from raw you go back and you watch that fucking match with one, two, three kid. And you see just Bret Hart is a fucking genius. But kid's good too, man. Yeah, kid's good. Kid's good too. No, no doubt. I'm not saying that he's not, but like you watch what Bret Hart's doing. It's not just the moves. It's the facial expressions, right? right? right, After the first exchange where kid kind of gets the better of him and Bret, Bret's laying on the, on the mat and he doesn't, he doesn't just get up. He's laying on the mat and he goes, huh? Yeah, yeah. Right? You, like, and you always see that with him after matches. He will always make an expression. Maybe sometimes you see him say, fuck, like after he lost, say, for example. Like, you're spot on, Chris. It's a good evaluation, actually. Man. Yeah. And can yeah. I just say, Retro, it has nothing to do with his person as a personality. I don't, I don't care. It's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. We've <laughs> said it ourselves. We call Bret Hart not only the best worker ever, but the yeah. biggest mark in professional wrestling history in terms of himself. I mean, he thinks of himself as he has, God. He has a painting of himself in a frilly yeah. jacket above his own bed. Like it, it's it, Bret Hart is in love with himself to a degree <laughs> that, that normal healthy that. people yeah. shouldn't be. But he's yeah. the greatest fucking professional wrestler of all time. I yeah. think, like, I think Muhammad Ali had had many moments in his life where I think he was a complete fucking dickhead. I also think that he deserves to be mentioned as one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Like. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever. There's there's moments where you're not you talking love about personalities. Here, exactly. Right? Yeah. Mike Tyson is. I mean, Mike Tyson is a fucking convicted rapist. Although I'm not sure that I. I'm not sure <laughs> well, that I believe that. But still, you know, Mike Tyson was not a very nice guy. He's still one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. So, yeah. yeah. Bret Hart on a personal level, maybe not a saint, but in terms of professional wrestling, he is Saint Bret. Like we should, we should all be wearing St. Brett medals around our fucking necks when we go to the fucking show. Man. He's that good. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I mean, and I mean, let's, let's be honest here too. I, I did want to bring this up, you know, um, Stevie, you know, he has his channel, but then he spread off his wrestling channel separate. And then also he has his big fitness show, which I don't know if you guys listen to that. If you want an, a very easy introduction to fitness i've got stevie richard's fitness just quietly John. yeah well i mean i do too i love it it's great for like days where i'm hurt or i need to catch up or do whatever um or the gym is being stupid um but it's also his his the big fitness show with him and mike barons are they're great they do very simple introductory things to help you understand fitness in a way that's not intimidating or overpowering like they've given some great tips on like how to eat properly, how to do different exercises, how to handle the mental aspects of everything. And him and Mike do a great job. And um, I'm going to be honest, they, they're they very open about ask, answering questions. Hey, I mean, Stevie and Mike, I've, I've asked questions about, for me, it's eating. Like, you know, my eating is complete shit. And Mike is like, hey, this is going to suck. But, you know, go go basic. This is what you need to do. Chicken and rice, you know, chicken and rice, chicken and Cut rice. Cut the and, carbs. Yeah, and then you know, well, in the and morning. just in general, the more like th- this is this is a truism when it comes to diets. The mm-hmm. more strict your diet is, um, the better you're going to be. And I don't mean that you need to eat vegetables. I mean, if you eat nothing but chicken, nothing but chicken, just chicken, 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 you will lose weight. Yeah. If you and eat nothing but bigger. 
if you eat nothing but <laughs> hamburger, you will lose weight. If you eat nothing but steak, you will lose weight. If you if you if you eat nothing but bread, you will lose weight because that's how diets actually like like that that is how the human body is meant. Like they we take things from different foods, which is why we want to eat lots of different things. So you could basically cut out anything from your diet and make it as like as narrow as possible and you'll lose weight based on just yeah. narrowing your diet. Yeah, and that's what he says. It's a uh... You know, consistency isn't sexy, but it's consistent and it's good. You know, I mean, it's it's boring. It's not. It, it's going to be boring. It's going to be sucky, but it's going to be worth it for you in the long run. And so, um, you know, and that's that's the hard part is I love different things. So, but then then you know they've been. He said, "Hey, look, I know it's going to get boring, but maybe you add this to your chicken for one time, or you add this to your eggs for one time, and work this. with spices." Work, yeah. like learn like learn how to love Perfect. spices well put. because That's because spices on. will keep you from getting bored with the food oh, if yeah. you're boiling chicken and having white rice with every fucking meal you're going to want to shoot Ew. yourself after about a week who fucking boils <laughs> chicken boring I well you know what i'm saying chicken, that's what i mean I right like boiled boy like who does that shit I said boiled literally because know, it's the no, worst fucking way to pre- right, prepare right, it, right? right? And there's no taste to it. But that's what I mean. Ugh, like if you're doing something soft. with – if it just tastes like regular fucking chicken and white rice every single meal, you're going to get bored out of your fucking mind. Yeah. No. It, 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 and trust me, having grown up Cajun, I have a shit ton of spices that I get on. Like, like I don't do chicken plain. Like chicken has to have something on it. And I have – Tony Sachery's no salt or, you know, some urban spice, different thingies like, uh, yeah, no, that's not a thing in our household where we go, oh, let's mm. just, let's just eat it as is. Fuck boiled that. chicken. But yeah. Sorry, like, yeah. Boiled <laughs> chicken just doesn't go for me, bro. Nah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> yeah. terrible. No, terrible. It's awful. Oof. No, no. I Thank God I have an air fryer or an oven and I just, <laughs> or a grill. Like, like tonight, today, if the rain holds off, I'm, Firing up my grill, and I'm going to cook all kinds of meats and all oh, kinds man, of I'm things. I'm getting hungry now. Uh, you know seared animal flesh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seared yeah. Animal, flesh. Seared yeah. animal flesh. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, anyway, but but chicken, especially, I love chicken salad rolls, for example, right? With butter. I said it again. Do right? What? With butter. Chicken salad rolls. You know what a chicken salad roll is? I don't know no. what the fuck you're talking about right now. You know the bread rolls? Ah, yeah, like a bun, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. but not a bun, not a round one though, like a long one, like about here. You don't, really? You don't have that, that long. That's what Jimmy thinks is long. No, no, it's like a subway. It's like a subway. This is what Jimmy thinks is long. Hey, it's like yeah. I was gonna say it's not how it looks; it's how you use it. But anyway, no, no, really, like a subway. Like, shut up, idiots! Always thinking dicks for crying out loud. Anyway. <laughs> fuck this now he's just thrown me yeah, off yeah. but the point is like a subway roll but not yeah. like as long <laughs> a sub. not like a right like a sub yeah but, a but we call it like if you were to order that just at a like a bakery for example because they make them there a lot you'd say like I want a chicken salad roll here right so but sometimes I'll serve you boiled chicken I'll throw that shit out in a heartbeat sick and I'll see boiled chicken nah That's gross and Asian people tend to do that it just makes it so that there's no taste whatsoever it's disgusting yeah exactly I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt that right now 
Uh, I do like footlongs retro. All right, what happened next? (laughs) <laughs> All right, yeah. So after this, I guess the question is: uh, the post match is is I think the more interesting part. Miz rolls out of the ring, and La Knight grabs the mic and they chant La Knight, and he tells him, "Let me talk to you." And from the day he said the foot of SmackDown, everything he's doing is he's going for gold. And he mentions when he says this, he says he doesn't care if it's Rey Mysterio, Gunther, Seth Rollins, or Roman Reigns. Um, here's my question: Should he be mentioning? Like I can get Gunther, but Rey Mysterio. Forget, like, the, yeah, that's true. You know, like I like it's one of those things that I'm like, like okay, I can even understand the prestige of Gunther. Gunther has made the international, intercontinental title prestigious, being who he is. But are we supposed and to have a brand split? Yeah, but you know the the whole purpose is the man's coming for gold in general, right? I mean that's the whole purpose. If and he want and he needs to be in that main event level, I can even see where on a non-major pay uh, per view that you have him and Gunther main event for that Intercontinental title, you know, uh, with oh, that on the line. Oh. But like a, Seth a Rollins or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. But like back, yeah, day one, yeah. yeah. But like uh, day but, one, but and I mean mentioning, I understand the whole idea of going after Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, but like. It's almost like, yeah, but I mean, what he should have done with this promo, because here's the thing. I I think he wanted to mention Roman Reigns' name, right? um, which is good business. But the fact that he mentioned Ray, too, who's a like who's a face, right? Right. Um, Not so great. I think he probably would have been better off to just mention the titles. I'm coming after the gold. I'm coming after the championships. I want to be your intercontinental champion, your United States champion. I want to be your world heavyweight champion, or I want to be your WWE universal world heavyweight intercontinent, whatever the fucking fucking belt is. There's so many fucking names to it. It's like, just shut the fuck Roman's belt. I want Roman's fucking belt. I understand why he did what he I'm did. I'm glad you right? said that, though, the full name, because I was waiting for I'm thinking, is he going to say the proper name? And you did. Fuck that fucking belt. It's just too big. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, like, so I, I understand him wanting to do that, but I think he probably would have been better off to just mention the titles. Yeah. and yeah. But I mean, I understand because here's the other half of it, though. He goes, you know, I, I can even say that. Like, let's say he even just does this. Uh, yeah, I'll go after the U.S. or the Intercontinental or, you know, the World Heavyweight. Or I'll even go after Roman's belt, the Universal title. Like, mm-hmm. because here's the thing. Here's what happened afterwards is afterward he walks to the back with Paul Heyman and Solo watching him. And Solo tells Heyman that I'm going to handle this. And, hey, that hasn't come from Roman yet. So you don't get to. We need to concentrate on Jimothy. So, um, and Heyman tells him that Jimothy is cutting deals with Judgment Day. And when that falls apart, Solo will have to fight them. And da da da. So it was that idea that, hey, once again, this somebody is putting Roman's name in their mouth and, and Solo wants to handle it. And, 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 and you're getting that kind of tease per se. So I get like, because if you say just the title and you have this interaction, Backstage, it doesn't make as much sense as if you say the name, but the others are less than than Roman, especially with it being SmackDown on the show. So I say, even if I say, I get what you're saying, Chris, say those things, but then say Roman's name. Hell, I'll even go after Roman and the Universal Championship, you know, where you go something like that. And then it makes this interaction make sense for, you know, which happens afterwards backstage um, going to that. So, um, uh, you know, and that uh, that they're 
he's making fights with John Cena and this whole idea of, you know, hey, Jimmy, Jimothy is is causing all kinds of issues and they're going to have to take care of it, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, I think that was the bigger aspect of this thing is we we have that sort of slight tease of, okay, now we have uh, LA Knight kind of convincing and maybe going after the title because it obviously it's bigger now. Because the bloodline has taken a notice and Solo's ready to go kick his ass. So it's like, but, oh, I just thought of something that's going to piss people off. I, okay. I think I know what you're going to really say. I've got off. a feeling what you're going to go say. It. And we, we didn't mention Just let it. him say it. I don't say it. That's right. Go for it. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not sure that you're, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on a completely different track here because I was just okay. thinking about something and it okay. just sort of came to me. So I've read online that the next title defense for Roman Reigns is supposed to be in Saudi Arabia. Does anybody what? else get the feeling that they might do Rock versus Roman in Saudi Arabia? Oh, fuck no. Don't do that. I don't think so, man. Unless Saudis pay a bazillion dollars, which They're they probably will. You think they fucking right, right, won't? Right, right. No, no, you're right. You're right. Jimmy. But The Rock, The Rock, you say on McAfee's show, hold on. Saudis are like, Wait. Saudis are like, yeah, I'll Where's... give you, uh, let's, let's, uh, uh, Vince, uh, see if $50 million to get The Rock here. But the thing is, The Rock has come out and said on the Pat McAfee podcast that WrestleMania 40 in Philly is pretty much a go. Well, they might so, do a rematch. They might do a rematch. You could, you could set it up that way, Jimmy. I mean, you could, you know, no, look, man. what if, what if, what if The Rock wins the title and then Roman has to take it back at WrestleMania? But hold on, but we're forgetting the one that's getting screwed here all, all the way. I know you'll be happy about it, Chris, but what about poor old Cody Rhodes? <laughs> yeah. yeah, what happens to him now? If I was Cody, I'd be pissed. Let him wrestle and John you... Cena for the nothing title. <laughs> or yeah, well, there's for, you can't see too. me title, you know. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Or or give him the the belt that he never wanted in the first place, which he said anyway, and that's Seth Rollins' championship. Boy, you know what I really honestly think they should do with with uh, with Cody? I actually think that what they should do is they should bring back the European Championship, and then that should be Cody's belt that he that he has the rest of his time in WWE. <laughs> So what do you want to talk about, huh? After that, and, he's and he can he like, can ask that in a bunch of different languages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He yeah. yeah, or like he'd be saying that after that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be Durka, Durka, Durka. He'd be saying that too. <laughs> well, and I mean, let's let's be honest. At this point, too, I, I, there's there's way more money on Rock and Roman than there is Cody and Roman. I think we can all agree to that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, That's why I feel bad for him in a way. Sort of. I don't. No, you know, <laughs> you, you know, sort of. You're cut. You came back to WWE. <laughs> you fucking you, man. Like this whole idea of him winning a belt actually meaning anything to him is like yeah. it's such a mark idea. He doesn't it's such a care. Bread idea though, Chris. It's a Bret Hart thing. And he's not Brett. He doesn't <laughs> love wrestling the way that Brett loves wrestling. So? Cody loves Cody. That's all Cody has ever loved. That's fair. But I'm sure he does love wrestling too, though. <laughs> well, uh, if, Cody thought he could, if Cody didn't have that lift, he'd be trying oh. real hard to get into Hollywood right now. And he was yeah. lifting pretty, pretty hard on Thrall this past Monday. Yeah. I hate Cody Rhodes. Like I said, give him the so what give, give, him, give him the twenty four seven championship and just let him hold it forever. But it's called Cody twenty four seven. Yeah, and you know how uh, it's got that cock. Uh, did I say cock? I mean, yeah, cock you did. Plate? 
Yeah, <laughs> clock play. It's got Cody's face in it. And we it know. Spins. We know what. We know what Jimmy wants to talk about. That's you guys fucking dick shaming me all the time. I mean, oh, we know. We know now that Jimmy thinks this is long. So no, right, it's, exactly. It's not yeah. even bigger than this, guys. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that make me send you pictures, boys. <laughs> yeah, we've seen your Photoshop. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Photoshops. Uh, but, you know, I think the, I think, you know, it, it gives an interesting point because, you know, what has Coney done? What will we need to do? Like, I mean, at this point, you know, just Cody's not going to go back to, I'm not, I'm not at the point where I care about Cody right now. I really don't. I'd but rather is it because of him or his booking? I, I would say both. Like you know, there you go. You know, honestly, I think it's a little bit to do with him as a as a as a wrestler and a character. I mean, the, again, it goes back to that. Like he almost has that politician kind of feel to him that it's not genuine. Well, almost, yeah, he does. Yeah. Look, the yeah. only reason why I say almost is because having met him in person, it was really hard not to really? see some of that. Um, you know, but at the same time, like it's, I get it. He's, he's not going to just be like, mm, fucking, all right, let's just fucking take this picture, whatever, because he's trying to make money. He's making extra money babies. on the side. Yeah. And all that kind of bullshit. But like, you know, oh, like uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you genuinely sit there and open up your phone and go, oh, let me show you these pictures of, of uh, Pharaoh that I just got. And, Oh, and we're like we're sharing pictures of ties that we wear, and you know all that. Like, like that's that's hard to say it's not genuine when you do that with somebody, and then you have the young bucks coming over. Hey, man, you need to hurry up the line. You know when we're standing right there, and the young bucks are telling them to uh, hurry up the line when they took time out of their time to do some goofy shit with us. You know, it's it's hard to, to do that, but at the same time. I could see that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, but the booking has not been super great for Cody. Like, well, the last thing that he was significant in was a Grayson Waller pay-per-view show where he reintroduced, you know, Jay Uso coming oh, to yeah, Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That was weird. That was weird. That's you bad know? booking too, man. And we're yeah, I have no Cody sucks. Yeah. What was next? Yeah. Um, uh, so after this was uh, <laughs> okay. This kind of popped me a little bit. We we're coming back from commercial. Adam Pierce's was pretty deadly, and he tells them they were yeah. going to be back soon. And he asked Elton why he was in a wheelchair, and when he hurt his shoulder, and he says it's something you wouldn't understand. And they leave off like that popped me really hard. Like some what? scars can't be seen on the surface. <laughs> yeah. It cracked me up. This is such a good thing. And then they're fucking funny guys, man. We got to uh, give them that. They're they, good. They know how to be funny, man. And they, I think they're a great tag team. And look, look how quick they they come up to the main roster. They definitely have talent, man. And so they're very is young. anybody else is anybody else starting to see my comparison to Edge and Christian? Because this was an Edge and Christian segment. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I can Edge, see that. But the British versions of yeah. them, definitely, no, for sure. That's a good I spot. Can see that. It was a good spot. And then we had Bailey, who was backstage with Dakota Kai. Um, and, you know, they had everything getting ready for this match with Bailey and uh, with Asuka. And uh, uh, this was a flat spot of the show for me. That this this really was. This match was just kind of. Yeah. Ugh. And then you had Shotzi make her appearance. I like, say ah. that too, because I actually think that these are two of the best women in they, wrestling. They're great. They're yeah. awesome. But this was just. Yeah. Because this Something. match wasn't about the match. It wasn't mm. about them. It was about 
this was a this was a throwaway match between two people who are like legitimately top ten in women's wrestling in the world, but it was a throwaway match because the story for Asuka is Io, and the story for Bailey is Shotzi. There's no, yeah, there yeah. was no story reason for them to be wrestling, and they didn't sell it. And you can still, you can get away with that and still sell the moment as a moment between two really great wrestlers. Right. They didn't do that enough. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. It was, I don't, and it just, it just came across as flat for that reason, and just not enjoyable. I, I just like, okay, fine. And then, like you say, the sad part is that we know that they can do something really great. It just. You know, and then this is let's be honest. Asuka's this is, booking has been sort of shitty, I think, lately. Regardless if she's going for the championship or not. Well, she is because they're wrestling next week, right? You know? But um, I'm starting to get sick of her sort of <laughs> always type of thing. She's doing that way too much now. But that's who she is. She's unhinged. She, she, but is she? She was doing that before her current version, man. And now you've got multiple unhinged characters in the same segment. Yeah, that too. Um, and I can't stand Shotzi's look right now. I know why she did it, but eesh. I can't wait till she grows out of hair and goes wow. green again. Jimmy wants her sister to have cancer. That you hear it I first. said, did you hear what I said? <laughs> I know why she did it, and it's cool why she did it. So don't get me heat, John. I just don't like the way she looks, though. That doesn't mean I don't appreciate okay. why she did it. Highlight Sonic's uh, last comment. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it's, it's exactly, true. Man. I Sonic, Spot if on. you've if you've ever heard me talk about Cody Rhodes before, <laughs> so what do you want to talk about, Sonic? That's yeah. all I do, Sonic. I can't stand that fucking guy, dude. I just something about him just oozes ooze. Like it he's just fake. he seems like the kind of person who would tell you a story about how the, all the little black kids like playing with yeah, his blonde say. leg hair. Yeah. Like he he is he is politician. Like that's what Cody Rhodes feels like to me. Like mm -hmm. I I nothing about him seems genuine when I see him. Nothing ever. It, it always seems like it's a show. It's an act. I, and it's a very me, me, me act too, like for sure. Yep. Yeah. Praise I, me. I, I, praise me. I won't, yeah. Look what I look what I can do. Look what I can do. Not just that. Look, I married a black woman. Yeah. Look, guys, I solved racism. Did you know that yeah. we had a we had a baby that's that's part black and part white? We solved racism, guys. Look at how awesome we are for solving racism. Like I, I had a black baby. <laughs> baby. Uh, uh, baby. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I think, I think, uh, and the sad part was we had solid matches up to this point. This didn't deliver at all. And then we, no. we roll into the Grace of Mola effect with John Cena to end the show. Um, uh, fuck. Like, it, it felt like we hit the brakes. On the, on I, I literally fast forwarded until the last two minutes of the show. I was like, I'm not watching this. I'm not yeah. I'm not fucking watching this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was dumb. It Can was you hold awful. Sonic's last comment just quietly? Because that is so true. <laughs> that is so fucking true. What a fucking dumb cunt, right? How so dumb is Cody by saying that? They can't tell you, Cody. You're the one with the microphone. Fucking dumb cunt. Straight up. This is pretty funny. That's true too. Does he? I does I, he honestly? He's he, from Atlanta, he might, isn't he? 
he no listen i know for a fact he doesn't do that because if he did he would have a uh, he would he would do the oprah thing and have 600 cameras follow him and show yeah. him and they would show it on tv and it would be like oh the wonderful work that cody rhodes does with the with the poor black community those poor oh. poor black people and their all the terrible things in the black the the black Why wearing a suit chris who just have nothing to look forward to other than Cody giving them his action figure. <laughs> just ah. his action figure. Only uh, his action yeah. figure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine that? And it's that? not even his WWE one, it's the AEW one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's on discount. <laughs> this is the kind of shit that makes black people fucking annoyed, though. And it's exactly the kind of stuff you see from Cody. It's exactly wow. the kind of pretentious fucking nonsense about like oh yeah you're you're really giving us a handout aren't you you fucking worm we don't mm. need your help fuck yeah. <laughs> but the discount fucking AEW figure is too good though he's got to be giving away his AEW figure <laughs> for sure why not <laughs> why not so i mean uh, was there anything uh, about this segment that that did anything for you at all no, um, it was yeah. just, it was just a moment, you know what I mean, to end the show. Nothing special, but the only thing I got away from this, I guess we're having a tag match next week. Because yep. wait, yeah, I guess it's what AJ and Cena versus Jimmy and I guess Solo, Finn. Solo, right? Finn? Or it's not Solo. No, it'd be Solo. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it'd definitely uh, be Solo, one hundred percent. Yeah. But it's gonna. This is all to move along with the bloodline storyline, obviously, and dissension and whatever's going on with with uh, Jim Uso or Jimothy, as John would like Jimothy. to say. Jimothy. Yeah. Um, but I'm starting Dimitrios to really not Usos. like. <laughs> that's the best, Dimitrios Usos. <laughs> that is too good, Chris. I like it. But no, honestly though, man, um, I'm, I I feel like Jimmy's. Oh, sorry. Jimothy is really getting exposed, though, guys. He's not on the level of his brother. He mm-hmm. fucking so isn't, man. And it's making me feel cringe. Like, I'm embarrassed for him. I'm not going to lie. I can't watch it. Jimothy and I Cody know... can feud over the, over the European Championship. That'd be great. <laughs> there we go. They could. They could for sure. But the thing is, what do you do with Jimothy at this point? I mean, the more he, they put him out there... The more they're putting him on, on camera, the more he's choking, man. I think you got to, like, just send him away for a little bit. Maybe try to repackage him a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know to what, but do something. Because it just shows how much better Jay is. Jay knows how to actually capture the crowd in his hand, man. Like The Rock does, right? He gets the whole crowd bouncing. You know what I mean? By not even saying nothing. Whereas Jimmy, he just comes across as, like, you fucking peasant idiot like first you don't want to be part of the bloodline now you do and and i guess that's the booking fault too but he just comes across as petty and fake and i just i don't know man I, send jay who said to nxt why not as jimbo said nah he's better than that but he's not gonna he's not gonna learn how to be charismatic yeah, that's no. one of those things that you legitimately can't teach somebody right you either have charisma or you don't you can't, and maybe, maybe because Jay is so much you better are, than you either have Jimmy charisma bad, but... or you don't. <laughs> right, exactly. But I don't know what to do with him at the moment, man. But we know he's going to lose. They're going to lose next week. We already know Cena and Styles are winning. There's no ifs or buts about it. 
Yeah, I mean they should, but yeah. we'll, we'll right. see. Yeah. I mean the, the the bloodline often cheats and gets a win that way, and they could do something where they're moving it forward, where somebody comes and joins the bloodline. They've got a new heater from the you know from the elders, or you know, um, nice snacks. Yeah, fuck me. Please no, do I, you know the the way I see it going is this: is like okay, it's John Cena and AJ Styles. Um, Jimothy goes for a super kick and accidentally kicks Solo, and that causes the win one, two, three. And then, so that you're continuing to build that tension of the bloodline. And you know, I'm trying to make it work, I want to come back, and then he fucks it up again. You know, and let's be honest, and, but then, but then Roman's, but then Roman's saying, like, no, Solo, we want him back in the bloodline or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Solo's starting to get pissed off, right? Now, Jimmy feels like you know, he's welcome back, but Solo's in a bad fucking mood. And then Solo's making moves. And then Paul's going, well, who ordered that move? Who, who, you know, who authorized that, et cetera? You know, yeah. I mean, they could do a lot of cool things. With it. You, you know, and it's, and, and it's, it's, it's showing again. And this is, it's the real life way of showing, Hey, Jimothy isn't worth shit. And let's use that. Right. Yeah. We keep good at the situations where he can make a tone and make amends. And he keeps fucking it up because that's what he is. Because we're exposing him. Oh, bye, Chris. Um, what the hell there? I don't know. Um, oh, anyway, but yeah. But you know, we're using that real life. He's not as good as. He's less than Jay, and so we're wanting him to be Jay, but he's not. And so we keep doing these things to put Jimothy in situations he keeps fucking him up because he's not as good as. And so therefore, we build that tension of. Oh, uh, the bloodline and crumbling, and this is that and the other. So, I don't know. You could do a few things with it. Um, and I mean, we have gone two hours and nineteen minutes. So Chris probably was just like, yeah, "I gotta go." That's that's his deal now. He just disappears. <laughs> does the Houdini? Bloop, bloop. Does the ninja yeah. magic? <laughs> no, he didn't even give us a fucking rating on the show. You motherfucker! Um, I, know, I was going to anyway. text him now and say, "Did you just take off, or you coming back?" But yeah, yeah anyway, well, it's but, fine. But, it's fine. But you're yeah. right. You, they should do something like that. But then it just feels like the thing that bothers me is that Jimmy not only does he fuck up. That's what I'm trying to think. Is this a rib on all the fuck ups that he's done in real life? So they're using be. that as a storyline because it's be. kind of feeling that way, right? Why? Not? And he's incapable. I, I guess so. They never really punished him, so I guess this is their way of punishing him. Who the fuck knows? But we need Roman back right now because the more that Roman hasn't been around. The more weird this storyline's getting, because to me it's starting to really look like that Heyman is the one really pulling all the strings and which he's he has been from the Which he has, right. But now more so than ever, it's becoming dead obvious. Even though we knew this all along. But right now, you can totally see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think in the long run, I can see this and it'll be lazy, but I can see the way they get the bloodline back together is that they realize that it was Heyman all along brainwashing him and whatnot to mm. go against each other. And then he gets kicked away like a piece of shit. And then the fucking bloodline all come along together and we're one big happy Uso family again. Could be. That's that's the way it would wrap up neatly and continue to go forward and then they maybe turn them face in that process by doing so. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things where, um, again, there's still a lot of storyline that could be told. There's a lot of direction it could go. And I'm cool with whatever they decide to do on that aspect of it. So, um, yeah, go ahead, uh, Jimmy. Give it a grade. What do you, What do you rate? A A through F 
how do you rate this uh, last night's SmackDown? B plus. B plus. You know, I would have bought it A minus because the thing is, I enjoyed the whole show, but I'll say B plus. The Rock just made that also, you know, the difference big time. I enjoyed the Miz LA Night match. Um, just the whole show because of the Rock, it made it felt special, dude. The whole way through, mm. even though like you now I was saying the week before, or I was saying, and you were saying it too, how the last couple of weeks have felt flat, no energy. Mm-hmm. Well, the energy was totally back with this one, completely. All the way through, it just felt like a big time show just for having yeah. The Rock on there. You know what I mean? So hopefully we start seeing the seeds for The Rock and Roman Reigns now, which it seems like is a go. But um, until then, we'll find, you know, I guess we've got to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go a B. I'm not going to go B+. Plus. I've thought about it. I've mulled over this, but I'm, I think I'm going to go B. I think they started off the show real hot. There was lots of energy. You know, the opening segment, the Judgment Day match, or Finn Balor versus AJ, um, the Miz match, you know, everything in between. And then you hit the end of the show. You have the, you know, it's it, like, again, it felt like you're going like 45 miles an hour, and then you just slam on the brakes. Um, so, um, it, it, you know, where you had the, the women's match, and then you had the Grayson Waller effect to end the show. And, boy, that just felt like putting, you know uh, – I don't know, putting like a bunch of ice into an ice bath. And then all of a sudden you went from like 50 degrees to 30 degrees. And it's like, ooh, holy <laughs> shit. You know, I but, mean, you know, so for me, the only the reason why I'm not going to be plus two is because it, I would have probably gone be plus to an A if it had kept that momentum, but it really felt like it. But I was really impressed with the shots, the, the production of the show, um, the way they handled things. I think it felt really good overall. Um, I don't feel like, um, I just don't feel like the end of the show warranted being to that point, you know, and that's, right. that's my biggest thing. You've got to end the show on a, on a, on a note that matches the start of the show so that you yeah, want to they come back They should have swapped it around. I think the Waller fix should have been the start and the rock stuff at the end. No, I mean, I, I, I feel like the, the Waller stuff should have been that midpoint you know, be point, right? Yeah, you, know, you know, usually I, I hate, it is. Like, and I, I hate ending the show on a talking segment. End it on a match. You know, end it on a match. You know, to me. Um, so I don't know. It just it didn't make as much sense to me. Um, I, I don't know. That's that's why I'm I'm going that. I, it was a good show. I'm not saying it was great. Um, production I thought was excellent. Uh, storylines and stuff that they told, I thought were really, really solid. Um, and, but just it's that end of the momentum mean that killed it for me at the end. Um, yeah, I can see that, man. But what the artist says, hey, one of his comments uh, is actually pretty spot on. Uh, where was it? Where is it? Great. This comments. one. Oh no, 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 no! I think it was his, was that his first comment? Oh, man, I've lost it. Now it's like going through a whole bunch. Oh uh, man, I can't find it anymore. I agreed with it before. One. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one, that one right there. It will more than likely be straight back to normal, 100%. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah, what they do. They put on a great is... show, and then it's flat again. Well, and I mean, like like you said, it's sweeps week. So it's like, this is like, a, like I talked about last year, they did this at the same time right. where they had the, you know, the, the season premiere of SmackDown. They, and they were promoting that last year. And that was, I think, this thing this year is... Uh... <sighs> yawn, yawn, Sorry. Yawn. 
Sorry, it was it was one of those things where it's um, that idea that hey, we're we're going to do that again, and again, it was football's kicking off, and so um, we're in Colorado. Deion Sanders and University of Colorado big big game game days there for there the Foxes version of their college game day is there, and so that means Pat McAfee's there. So hey, let's have Matt McAfee for a cameo. Oh hey, the Rock's in town. The Rock needs this. He needs this QR push. So let's have him. Pop the show. But I thought that straight away. Well, you said 100%. You know, and that's all it was. It was a PR stunt in many it ways. It was a PR you know? stunt to get him over. And then, um, hey, let's give one of our young guys the rub. So we give Theory the rub on that. Um, um, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like that this is, this is one of those shows where, like, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. And, it goes back to this sets an expectation that we I know do, is not going to get that, me, bro. Exactly. And that we're not going to meet, you know. And so. that's what annoys me, man. Because if you go back to the attitude era days, right, they will do that week in week out. It was like it, you know, they'll they'll continue on that momentum. Unfortunately, in today's freaking times, they will do that. They'll raise your expectation just to bring you straight back down. And watch yeah. how much of a nosedive it will be, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but. We'll and see. Thank you, you by know. the way, Sonic the Hedge Rat. He's saying good show. Oh, well, thank you, sir. And, yeah. um, as uh, always. You know, um, I, and I will say this. Thank God that it's actually rained and it's now no longer the it's hot here, bro. Satan's anus uh, oven oh, over man. here. It's so it's great. It's spring now and it's fucking getting hot already. I'm s- already getting over it. Look, we've had rain for the last few days. Like, oh my God. Oh, man. Uh, it's good. been great. And, um, it doesn't rain know. enough here. No. <laughs> We got it, you know. Uh, oh, I, I, I agree with you, Jimbo. I think I think could you have I the said. rock the rock come out at the end with that, you know, standing with um, everything. But I think you you don't. I think that's the whole reason why he didn't because you don't want to blow your load with the whole Roman Rock thing just yet. You know, no. Well, You're, Roman wasn't in the building, so. Well, and I'm just saying in general, though, in him interacting with the bloodline and all right now, we should have had that though a little bit where he sees you know Jimmy. And be like, hey, bro, what's going on? You know, but they related, we already right? have that because he interacted with John Cena, and he oh. showed him, you know, he showed him love, and so there's that whole thing of anybody who's connected with John Cena and AJ Styles, they're going to start getting it. So here's that. There's comes the question. The Rock was, you know, him and Cena were hugging and showing love to each other. One of those things. How does Roman deal with that? Good question. If I mean, once Roman comes back, you'd think he'd be having a nervous breakdown with all the shit going on around him, right? Mm. I mean, he's got a lot of fires to put out right now. I mean, LA Knight's called him out. The Rock will call him out. Cody will soon call him out. Uh, who, what else am I missing? There was one more guy as well. The point is, a lot of people right now want Roman's ass. And and plus, with what's going on in his circle too, you know, they want his ass, John. There's also that issue too, right? You, know, you got you got Heyman running rough shot, Jimmy is losing the plot, Jay is doing his thing with Judgment Day also on Raw. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on, and it's becoming a real mess for Roman to handle right now, mm. which should make it interesting. Hopefully, we'll see. I think but are they feel- doing too much though? You know, I don't think so because here's the thing. That's the whole purpose of keeping Roman off TV is because he's an attraction and right. it's and you're letting these things build because you want it to be to the point where he has to make an appearance. It's like 
So when he shows up, he's like, I can't believe I'm fucking here. He has to deal with this shit. You know, that's the whole purpose of it. That's the whole idea. And so I think I think I'm liking this kind of thing a little bit because we're it keeps Roman off the TV and it gives us an opportunity to go for him to go. Oh yeah, okay. We need to take care of business and we need to do these things. So um, I don't know. It's it's look again. We have a new era. We have a new company. We have a new direction. And the question is. What's going to happen next week in this new era? We we know kind of the direction we're going with Mortal Kombat 1 in their new era. So what's the I'll new direction? Play that. Oh, look. <laughs> yeah. If you want to just go look at the story. Like I went and... Um, there, I'm not going to do that. It's going to spoil uh, it for me. I want to play it. Yeah. Uh, like I love the story. And then I, I like Don't the Don't say it's bad. Mouse. So it's good no, story? No, oh, I, good, good, I good. really liked it because it's this whole idea. Because, you know, in at MK11, they reset the timeline, right? With... Right. The king and Shang Tsung and all those. Is that what's stuff. happening with the first one now? Is that because of the time again? They're they're picking up at the end of the last one. You know, okay, you know, Luke right. King restarted, um, you know, restarted history under his control, under unlike Chronicus. Um, uh, and the movie aspect of it, yeah, you can go online. I know the vet's doing it, but Is you can go online, online and and uh, you can go to MK Ice and Fire or something like that, and he has it's four hours and it's just the cinematics. And he, you can watch the cinematic straight through like a movie, and it is pretty fucking great. Like the story and the cinematics and everything about it. Like, look, they pull in Reiko, they pull in Ashra, they pull really? in um, Havoc makes an appearance, Darius makes an appearance. Wow. Uh, um, like deep cuts to Unaga. Um, Jared makes an appearance finally. Um, you know, you see some of that in, in a way. Goro makes an appearance. Um, of course, General Shao. Um, Wait, he like, comes back from the dead? Shao, uh, not General Shao. Sorry, I was thinking of someone else. You're thinking of Shao Kahn, right? Well, Shao Kahn is General Shao. Right, right. That's why I said that. Khan right. was the name of the thing. But yeah, so like Khan's still there. Uh, Shang Tsung and, what, and Quan Chi makes an appearance. Quan like, Chi, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is he back from Quan the dead? Quan Chi makes an appearance. There's a reference to Shinnok. Like, dude, they like they pull in some comic. Ermac is there. They make references to Cyrax and uh, Cyrax is on Sector. the last one too, but Sector well, but on I mean, the last one as well. Like, but like some of the MK Deadly Alliance and and, and you know Armageddon's characters, like uh, Reiko and Ashra and Nitara, who is played and voiced by Megan Fox. Um, really? Yeah, uh, wow. that's that. That's cool. Uh, they have a skin where you can John Claude Van Van Damme can be Johnny Cage. And it's I voiced. mean, that's what he is. The Miz is Johnny Cage for crying out. If they make a Mortal Kombat movie again, the Miz has got to be Johnny Cage. He's perfect. Well, for it. that was the the whole premise when they when they made the original Mortal Kombat. They wanted Van Damme was supposed when, to be the guy. Yeah, right? and they couldn't get. But him, then so. Street Fighter came along and uh, took him away. They got yeah. upset. That's why they made him into a goofball, like a goofball Hollywood celebrity, to rib Van Damme for doing what he did. But here's the thing now. Now he's legit in the skin. He voices it and he's the skin and he's Johnny Cage and he's doing all the Johnny Cage things. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop. Van Damme's actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In MK1, no, no you can way. get the skin and the voice. Of, and it's, no. it is Jean Claude Van Damme. And it's his skin. Um, and the street, in the, in the, um, oh, you know, the movie where he. Or the black trunks and the red. Yeah, Bloodsport. That's what Blood Johnny Cage is from Bloodsport. Like yeah. exactly so that. He's, he was he's meant in to that, be that, right? He, it's a skin where it's Jean Claude Van Damme oh, from Bloodsport, but he and he's oh. and it's his voice, but he's doing all the Johnny Cage lines. Um, 
And so it looks really, really great. And, uh, and then the other thing I want to play, which I haven't yet, and it looks super awesome. My kids downloaded it, Starfield. That okay. looks well, amazing. Like open world, open space concept of just going and exploring space. People are making um, all kinds of things like uh, they're making Millennium Falcons, X-Wings, Enterprises. Someone made a space duck. Um, yeah. You know, like it's a ship that looks like a, a duck that goes into space. Um, but yeah, like, dude, the MK1 looks amazing. Um, there's no Bo Raicho, but there's Madame Bo. So she's yeah. like, you know, kind of the same idea. Uh, Raiden is a human this time, you know, and, and how that works. So Which, no, like, it makes sense because of the last one, he gave his powers, his god power to yeah. Liu Kang. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but, that's but, so they, they tie in a lot of really cool stuff, but then they reference a lot of things and, the, and they, there is a really neat path going forward as well. They've done amazing work since the re relaunch of Mortal Kombat with Warner Brothers. Yeah. They've hitting it out the park. Story-wise, the way they've written as well is so good. And why am I weird? Hmm? Did you see that? The video, no, my video was going weird. No, no I didn't see it. I missed it. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so like... Um, and, and, dude, just this the whole idea of MK1 and the, and the story they're going... Hey, we're resetting to tell a story, but we're still keeping these characters somewhat familiar. Oh, uh, Kinsey Takahashi is in this one uh, as well. He's one of the main. So main character-wise, who you're going to, like, in the story mode you're going to fight as is Liu Kang, um, Raiden, Kung Lao, Johnny, um, and then uh, Kinshi. Um, and then you have, oh, the interesting story of Scorpion is not Hanzo Hasashi. He's not. Oh no, no, the real Scorpion was not. He's yeah. Wait a minute. No, Hanzo That's Hasashi awesome. was the original Scorpion. In right, this right, right. one, uh, you have Bihan, who you knows Sub Zero, and then you have his brother. Ermac is the real one, though. Is is it yeah. Ermac or is it Smoke? It's Ermac. No, Ermac is uh, the original Sub Zero. Is the first Sub Zero. No, no, that was that was uh, uh Noob 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 Saibot. Oh, Noob Saibot. You're right. It was Noob Saibot. No, right. Smoke is in there. Uh, but uh, Kylo Wang or, or the brother? No, you had Behan and Kylo Wang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The younger guy. He was. He is Scorpion in the show. In the in the new oh, storyline. I think they were alluding to that. They were alluding yeah. to that on the last one towards the end. Yeah, I think you're, so yeah, you're right. Him and he, and he fights similar too. Yeah, he, he so it's not Hanzo Hasashi, the original Scorpion. It's a different one. It's 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 really cool. A lot of fun and lots of interesting storytelling. They can take directions. Oh, Reptile is in it, but his name is Sizoff. And it's in Why his Sizoff. Because that's his name. He's a character. Oh. He's named finally. And he's a Zeteran, which is, you know, lizard race. Come to find out that's they can chain, they can shape shift. And that's how Shang Tsung learns how to shape shift. It's from Sizoff. Now by, he's giving me, you, you're spoiling shit now. That's a nice one. Good. Get me hanging. It's good. It's good. It's 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 interesting to say the least. Um, and just some of the cameos and different things. Um, how they handle Melina is really interesting. Um, and, well, and she's on the Katana. good side now. Yeah. Oh, not Melina. Sorry, Katana yeah. is, is turned. Sorry. No, uh, it's interesting to watch. Just watch it and what? see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee May is in here now. Which you know, if you don't know Lee May, she was like a smaller character. She's a bigger presence in this one. Tanya is back in this one as well. Um, uh, and they were. What about Rain? Rain is in this one as well. 
Um, he plays a major role in it. Um, you know, there's just it, like the amount of characters that are in this thing are pretty, pretty, dude, pretty dope. It, it, it's it's the way it's done is so good. The gameplay as well. And I don't mm-hmm. know, Jimbo. I don't agree with you about it being lazy as fuck. No, I think they they really go deep into the story, man. They they put in some work and they really did a good job of of like making this you know happen and and how they did these things. Goro um, is in it, Jimbo. Yes. Yes, Goro makes a cameo in this one, but um, he's not one of the main characters that you're gonna fight as, like you know, um, and, and that kind of thing. Like you don't fight him in the tournament, if I remember correctly. When Raiden goes through, okay, the, the so tournament seen, part. You've watched the, the whole, um, the whole thing. You've watched the whole cutscene, right? Know, I don't know. Uh, my oh. there we go. All right, oh, so then, you? I thought it was me for a minute, so I wasn't no, saying it was anything. me. Apparently, oh, my shit. my internet's being real shitty today. So, with that note, how about we wrap this shit up because it's now two and a half hours, and um, my internet's saying it's time for you to go. Because <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to book a massage today because I need one super bad. I've got to get a my massage. Back. Yeah, I got to get my back straight because it's not doing well. So, um, with that said, Jimmy, where can the lovely people find you on the internet? You can find me at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network on the Twitter or the X, whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, but please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com, where for five bucks you get the best talk in all of pro wrestling, like including Stevie, like you said before, uh, Bin Hamin, Stevie Ray, Vince Russo, you know, and the Russo brand. Uh, Big Ray Hernandez. I can go on and on. You you get the drift. Channelattitude.com. Five bucks. That's all it is. Also, at haminmediagroup.podbean.com, you can find our affiliate shows and the pwcnetwork.podbean.com, where you can find our other shows. And, yeah, that's a wrap from me, John. And, ladies and gentlemen, of course, you can always find me on the internet as Man on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. No, Snapchat's not that. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that fun stuff, and Facebook. You can find me and type in Jenny and write and find me. Um, have a great day, Elizabeth. Go get better because she said she just woke up. She wasn't feeling well. So lay back down and rest and get better soon. Um, and to everybody else who was in the show for today, I want to say thank you because this is the show of the people, by the people, for the people. Yo, Jimbo, thank you for being here. Medium 5, Sonic the Hedgerat. Uh the artist returns was made an appearance here and it was good to see Sonic. It's been a while since I've seen you, buddy. Um, uh, Retro Rocket Review, Elizabeth, of course, as we mentioned, and then earlier Lab in Rat. the day, Lab Rat was Wieland. here earlier. Uh, Chris Winland was here. Um, Todd Brantley, of course, Aaron Ben Shlomo. Um, and then who else? I feel like I'm I think that's it. That's that's a bad thing. That's that's the most of everybody who showed up. Thank you for being a part of the show. Um, as I say, this is the show for you, by you, and, and directed by you. We thank you for that. Uh, so tune in next week, next Saturday, um, to be here and see what happens as we continue the new era of TKO Sports yeah. and see well, what they're bringing. Endeavor, John. Wow. Yeah. What will they endeavor to bring to us in this new era of TKO Sports? 
And maybe, <laughs> maybe the whole idea that Triple H is in full creative control, we'll see what he has to bring. Will you smell what SmackDown is cooking? Or are you just going to say that smells like a big pile of shit? I don't know. You'll have to come in and tune in next week to see what's going to happen. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be here at the same time on the same station, ready to talk to you and hear what you have to say about SmackDown. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, you have a great week. 